Welcome back to the Ride Boundless Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Ride Clean. Ride Clean is an ultra premium polish, wash, and wax. It's one product you simply shake, spray, and wipe. You'll get a mirror-like finish. You use it on your bike, your car, your yachts, your jets, whatever, whatever you want to use it on. It works amazing. You'll love it. Check out the Instagram at Ride Clean. Check out the website at rideclean.co. Use promo code RBPODCAST for 15% off. Plus, they're doing free shipping. Um, that's rideclean.co. Very exciting episode. I drove out to Ventura, and uh, which is such a beautiful drive, uh, especially if you go through the back routes. I, I, I don't know. I've been to Ventura. Actually, going to Ventura, not pat driving past it, but going to Ventura. I've probably done it like seven times, and it's it's just so peaceful and different. The whole PCH coast is beautiful. You know, one if you know if you go up north, most people take the five, you know, and then you know get to the Bay Area. That's nice and everything, but when you go through PCH, it'll probably take you eight hours versus five. But it's such a beautiful. It almost feels like a different country. It, like there's parts that you're like, fuck, this is not United States. This is not California. That's how beautiful it is, especially when you get to Monterey, Carmel. Those areas are, are very exciting. Anyways, uh, I got to Ventura and I sat down with Jim from my garage, Ventura. And, and this guy's killing it. I mean, we had such a great conversation from business to people to fucking motorcycles, builds, cars. I mean, so much cool stuff. Uh, so let me just get this podcast started now. <laughs> Jim, I finally made it out here. We've been rescheduling this for what, three weeks, three, four weeks? It's, uh, you know, it's only time. It's all good. Yeah. Well, time, you can't replace time. And I swear that first, that first Wednesday when I said I was going to come, I literally sent you the message, put the phone down, was playing with my, my son, and I guess you responded so quick. I never looked back, so I apologize for that. No, it's, it's all good. I mean, usually in the morning is my only time that I am able to do things. Um, cause after nine o'clock it's my life's over, yeah. you know? So people call and they're like, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And I'm like, so but I come to work early in the morning. I'm usually here at, you know, seven, seven thirty. So, but, but it's crazy how fast you fucking respond. Like you responded within 30 seconds. Well, if, you're, if you're that, the one of the lucky no notification. You're one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Because sometimes I was like, this guy's fucking on point. Like you can't even mess around with him. Well, I mean, it's, you know, I, I grew up and I, I, I look at things differently than a lot of people look at stuff. And um, I own a construction company. And in back when that was getting going and things were happening, I would ask people, well, what are the things that bother you the most? What are your top three? You don't, contractors don't show up on time. Right. They never return your calls. And they always leave a mess. And I said, well, that, you'll never have to worry about that. You call my phone, it's going to ring my pocket. As far as showing up on time, I'm always early. Because I'm a Navy brat. I was raised that way. And as far as cleaning up, I have OCD. So I like to make sure that we're at least where I'm at and I'm going to do stuff. It's always nice and clean. Right. So, and, and so that's. And there's a lot of honor and respect and value in that. Well, y you would hope. And it's hard to find. Yeah. You know, because now, nowadays you get some kids that are just, their work ethics is just horrendous. You know, I think it's the worst of all time right now. Um, yeah, I agree. You, and, and I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. 
Well, yeah. th- that that's why it's scary. You you've heard about the UBI, right? No. So UBI, it's so fucking scary. So UBI is universal basic income, and the way that they're gonna they're, they're talking about planning this is all these self driving cars, self driving trucks, right. all this you know taxis. So there's a statistic is from males, 18 to 55 year olds, more than 50, 52, 53% drive as a profession. So if these automated cars and trucks take over these jobs, there's going to be a shitload of males that won't be able to drive. And what are you going to teach a 55 year old or a 52 year old after they lost their job? So they're figuring with all the money these companies are saving with unemployment or, you know, workman's comp, uh, disability, medical insurance, this, that, that, they're going to tax them and create this universal basic income and pay people, pay American citizens to not do nothing. And the reason for this is this is the compensation that the companies would have to pay. This money that goes to the people is money that goes back into the economy. And this is how we buy, you know, motorcycle parts, Harleys. I I think they should have a school that they pay for to send them to get retrained to do something else that you know uh, what I mean? I, Cause but the I, school I, system's so fucked up now. That, well, that's true too. I mean, it, don't even get me. I went to a DOD school for many years of my life. And, but it, 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 it's very saddens me to see what I grew up with, with shop class and all the, you know, auto mechanics and all this stuff. And nowadays it's like, you have nothing, nothing. Remember know? wood shop. I, 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 I made marble. I had a class that showed me how to make marble. We made a little marble, you know, synthetic marble. Right. Yeah. And we little made pen holders and I, when we, I, you know, being a Navy brat, lived in upstate New York, uh, seventh grade, you had printing. So we were made notepads and then you had wood shop and my parents still have it in the garage, a little thing that I made and, and, uh, acrylics heating stuff up and doing different stuff. And, and that's my, you know, for me, I enjoyed that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, my background from way on back in the day, um, when living in Japan, I did car audio. That's, so that's awesome. then I came here, started you know, doing my own thing and fabricating it. It's just one thing led to another. And that's why it's, you know, the way I am, you know? Yeah. So it's, I like making things with my hands, you know? Yeah. So well, well, look, anybody that's done it or have had the opportunity to do it, you know, they, they love it. You know, my, my girl now, she, she used to make, you know, uh, flower pots and vases and shit, you know, from eight, nine, ten years ago. And we still have them collected, you know, it's something to look back into. And it's something that's like, I want to do more of that wood shop i mean everybody had a good wood shop story you know their first box was a piece of shit solid in too many sides or they couldn't put the felt yeah. on you know like th- that's experiences that that we need and people don't do it, it's very unfortunate which we i think we created a bunch of uh pussies yeah a bunch of freaking snowflake you know look at them the wrong way and they're just gonna melt and the biggest pain in your ass, you know, that's like, it, it, and there's no reason for that. It's no reason, but it's gotten so bad that, you know, the manuals of new cars is like, don't touch it. Don't your battery is dead. Here we have roadside service for you. Please don't right. touch it. Do you, your oil? Don't do not Triple touch a, it. You know, you come open and fix cars it. now. It's all plastics. Yeah. You can't see inside. You can't even enjoy your motor anymore. You know, that's true. It'll make everything look good. Right. You know? So, so it, it's not just, it's not the fact that, you know, we can't practice or learn it. It's just also they're, you know, preventing us from learning it or seeing it or working on our own cars. You ru- you work on your own car or, fuck it, motorcycles. You work on your own motorcycle. There's so many things that Harley would flag your motorcycle saying, well, if you do this, it ruins your warranty. If you do this, it ruins your extended warranty. I mean, we all do it. I get it. But there's a lot of red flags to us. Yeah, the thing of it is is that I think, 
you know, for me, not everybody's equal. You know what I mean? And what I mean by that is that you have some people that are super book smart. Right. Have no common sense whatsoever. Right. Then you have people that are extremely mechanically inclined. Like me, going to college is become an engineer and things of that nature because I want to know how things work and stuff like that. I have cousins that can't even screw in a light bulb. Yeah. But meanwhile, they have a degree in, in uh, computer science. Well, me and computers is I like, forget it. You know, I'm like, I have my IT department, which was one of my kids. I'm like, here, fix this. I don't, and it's not that I don't want to learn how to do it. I'm so busy. I don't have time for that. It's, it's ancillary to me. I don't care. I got right. somebody that can take care of that. I would rather look at something and say, okay, this is how you're going to go get this done. Like right now we're building a bike and there's like, well, there's no way that's going to fit. And there's no way you can do this. And I go, oh, I'll let you know when it's done. Right. Because I've looked at it and I'm thinking, you know what? A little bit of massage in here and there. I can make this work. And, and that's what sanding, we're doing. A little flexing. Nobody fabricates anymore. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, um, Jesse James, um, he, he's a, he used to corn the flames. A lot of bike builders are cake decorators. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that I'm like Johnny bike builder or whatever. Right. But for me, I look at things a little differently to say that, if you have somebody that needs to build a bike a certain way, because I think the biggest problem you have is that they don't have the money that it's going to take to build it the way they want. You get a lot of champagne dreams on beer budgets. Right. But if you get somebody that, so the, you, you get somebody that has that money, then it's like, well, what do you want to do? I'll do it, whatever it takes. Okay, well, then that's great because I'll make it work. For me, like bikes that I built for myself, they're all one-offs. You know what I mean? It's like I made that part or I had to fabricate this or I did something that somebody said it couldn't be possible. And I'm like, well, that's just a challenge, you know? And unfortunately, there's a lot of people nowadays that they can't, they like you're talking about cars, they're looking at it, it's like, well, I got to go to America's Tire because I got to put air in the tires. Right. What do you mean? You can't fill it up? I mean, I get it if you don't have the necessary tools, but you can't physically do that. You don't have to do right. that. I have eight kids. And the thing Damn. of it is, is like, Right. It's, it's What's the age, age range? Just curiosity. Um, I have one. The oldest going to be turning 30 on Thanksgiving Day. And the youngest is just turned 18 and she started at University of Oregon. Wow. That's a good type. So, that's like a 12-year. Yeah. So they're, they're spread out. and but No, no. It's still good. It still looks pretty tight. So, But I've all tried to teach them, like, no snowflakes. I'm like, you have a problem, figure it out. If you get to the point where you, before you lose a finger, then come and see me. I'll help you. Right. You know what I mean? And then my son, um, Christopher, he's, you know, mostly there's two boys. One of them's a step, but I've been around most of their life anyways. And another a daughter is a step, and I've been around, you know, since they're little, little kids. Right. And and even then, I'm like, they need to figure it out. But Christopher, he'll show them, like, all his sisters, like, how to change the oil, change the tires, how to do this, how to do that. Because as I used to race race cars for years. So he was a little kid two, yeah. three years old in the garage with an impact gun screwing around, you know, and I'm like, we go to the track. I'm like, all right, you got to check everything. Cause my kid out here don't know any better. And all of a sudden I got a loose wheel or this, that, whatever. Yeah. But it, he was able to teach him all these things. So he's totally mechanically inclined. He can do just about anything he wants. And that's to me part of the, you know, like, um, I can't even think of the guy's name. Steve Rowe t- talks about, is, is it Steve? Is know. it Steve? Is it Steve Rowe? Or uh, something real. Like the guy that has a show, does, he used to do dirty jobs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he would do anybody's, yeah, yeah. And he would discovery. come, and, yeah, and he comes in and says, we have a shortage of, you know, these these workers. You know yeah. what I mean? The blue collar, you know, get in there and get the stuff done. And 
And like I've told my kids, you want to go to school, we'll make that happen. Right. College. Okay. I don't think everybody's cut out for college. I think um, not everybody's cut out to do certain types of jobs, but you can go to trade school. By the t- if you started in a trade school, by the time you graduate and you get your stuff done, you're going to make more money than most of your quote unquote college degreed individuals. Right throughout your lifetime, unless you become an attorney or you could become a doctor and you happen to be in a position to where either they, you know, they but, make but the more. education by itself is not going to get you that job. No. And that's, and, that's the problem that people don't realize. No. And, and, and you, it's just like business. Every, anybody can, ah, oh, you know, I work on motorcycles and I worked at the dealer for this long and I, they're making, you know, $125 an hour and, and I'm only making $20 an hour. So I, I think I can do it myself. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's like, well, you know, there's a lot more to a business than wrenching on a motorcycle. Right. You know, and that's what a lot of people don't fully understand. I mean, it, and I'm a mentor, you know, a consultant to uh, a couple individuals. I open, wanted to open up a shop and they call me, Hey, what did you do about this? What did you do about that? And I'm like all hands, you know, because I want to leave for me, leave a footprint. You know what I mean? To say, well, sh-, you know, they're young kids and they're like, you know what? That guy helped me out and he taught me a lot of different things. Cause I had that. Yeah. Um, you know, doing back in the day with car audio and stuff, I worked with a guy who took us under his arm and, and we worked with him. And then eventually I sold my store and went to work for him as a store manager. And, um, and you know, I learned business from him, you know, not just how to do car audio. That that was one aspect of it. But the that business. Was a skill. Right. I mean, we're talking the day-to-day operations of how to run a business. Accounting, and customer care, service. Everything. Yeah, you know, everything. And people ups. don't realize it, and it's hard. Yeah. You know? well, th- 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 those are some of the skills, and I've talked about this a lot, actually, on this podcast, where those are the things that people should learn. They should learn accounting. They should learn how to maintain their credit. They should learn customer service. They should learn respect. They should learn customer's time is sometimes more important than your own. Well, it, it always is, right. unless if you have the asshole, obviously, but we're not, we're not talking about the asshole. Well, they're out there. And, and, and there's a lot of them. There, I have my fair share. Yeah, <laughs> it's me crazy. You, know? <laughs> you want to say any names? I'm no, kidding, I'm, I'm not going to say any names. I don't, I, I never try to say any names, Bob. But uh, the thing of it is, <laughs> was is that Bob? The, yeah. But it, it's it it. You're absolutely correct. And and there's certain things that they need to teach in high school. Yeah, just a a checking account, credit card. How to, all these little things of how real life, how credit works. Oh, your credit worthiness, your credit score, so they understand how all yeah. these different things. What kind of balances to keep open, and what kind of balances not to have? What cards to keep open? What cards to close? What I part- never took that. I spend my money in all the time, as fast as I make it. It seems like I'm reinvesting it back into my company. Well, and a you lot of I mean? people don't know about that. People don't know that when you start a business, when you make a profit, it's not profit. It should a hundred percent go back to the business. Well, it, you're absolutely correct, and and you know, at some point in time. You get people, I have X, Y, Z number of dollars. I'm going to open up a shop. And I say, that's not enough. What do you mean? I'm going, it's not enough. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you the way it is. But, you know, you're, it, it is hard. I mean, because there's customer service issues. There's, I try to give the best customer service that I possibly can. But then you get that certain type of customer who takes my good nature and tries to take, push advantage. It, take advantage, push it to the end of the envelope to the finally I get to the point where I'm like, you know what? No not going to happen. Um, and, and that's to me is where you, uh, it, it's difficult. It's hard for me to say no. Um, but it's happened. You but, know? It, but isn't it interesting that when you say no, when you finally say the fucking no, 
isn't it interesting that people respect you more? You know what? Um, Cause I, I have this theory that th- people respect no more than a yes. When it's yes, it's like, aha sucker, you know, but when it's a no, they're like, Oh, okay. I mean, to a certain degree, yes. Um, and I say that because, um, ironically, you know, I've, I've had businesses and, and I start, you know, like with Tri-County Motor Works evolved into my garage, what it is now. Um, it goes back as a private company dealing with manufacturers, building vehicles for SEMA and CES. And then it has evolved into what it is now. And it start, you know, I just had... 1,500 square feet to 2,000 square feet to 3,400 square feet to be in this facility is 15,000 square feet. And unfortunately, I think people see that and be like, oh, he's got money. Yeah. So I'm going to take that guy for whatever I can get out of him. You know, and yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't operate that way. You know, they come into you all sideways. And, and it's really, they say 2% of your customers there to screw you. Right. And the other, don't make rules for the 98%. So... It, you know, throughout the year, we get people, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm dealing with one right now. It, it blows my mind. I'm like, where do you come off by even remotely thinking the way you think? Or you get what, a customer comes in and what, they're just yelling at you. like you, you Demanding. They're like, you know, you did this and you did that. And you're like, whoa, whoa, my wheels this. And I'm like, hold on. Let me go look at it. Let's research to find out what's going on. Because I, I just brought it to you. Well, I keep records. So I look in there and I get the mileage and I, all of a sudden it's like he put 1,500 miles on it and then he bring it in and then come to find out it's like his buddy worked on it and now he's blaming me because he's, right. you know, and he's yelling because he thinks if you don't yell, you're not going to get anywhere. Right. Well, with me, you and come, it's cool. and, and you come mm-hmm. in with me and say, hey, man, I have this problem. You worked on the bike or whatever. Well, let me take a look at it. Let's make an assessment. And, and honestly, you come with me nicely, maybe I will fix it or maybe I'll do it for at my cost. I'm not trying to retire off of your demise. But then through the conversation, you get that one, you're like, wait a minute. You know what? First of all, you came in here. You need to walk back outside because you have an attitude. Come back in when you're not so pissy because at this point, it's fuck you because what you're claiming, I have nothing to do with because you just admitted that your buddy did this. I never said that. Yeah, you did. And then they're, uh, you know, they do their whole little backstep thing. Yeah. And to me that, you know, it's rare, but it happens. T- you know? Tell me your, um, about this topic. Tell me the, the shittiest thing or one of the shittiest things. Cause I'm sure you've, you've had a lot of them. I mean, every business does. And then tell me a smooth one, just so we can get a comparison of like the two opposites. Uh, I, I think I don't even know. It's I don't, as much as it's not business related. Um, I have a, uh, there's a guy right now. I mean, I don't know if I probably should say anything, but so, so right now, meaning like it, right it, it now, it never stops. Like right and you've now, you've been in business how long? Um, well, my garage has been around since 1985. Okay. Um, it was started by a guy by the name of Brian Spencer. Okay. Um, I guess around 10 years ago, um, he sold it to a guy who had it for about a year and a half or so and imploded it right into the ground and he put it up for sale. Mm. So I was negotiated you know i ended up buying it never met brian unfortunately but he comes from the same auto it was kind of weird he was a contractor that retired and it was called my garage because when he did construction he'd tell people hey bring your bike over to my garage yeah. so when he got out of construction he just called it my garage it made all the sense in the world right and for me i mean it's it's been around for a long time it had the household name so i'm like hey you know what let's go down that road i needed more space and i you know, getting it. Um, so 
for me, business-wise, I mean, I had to take it and turn it around, which I'm used to that. Now we're moving in a forwardly direction. Um, we have been for years, so things are good. Um, good to him. But it, it's it's when it comes down, you have that people, okay, or person who looks at the big picture. I mean, what you come in here and you walk through this place, I've put my blood, sweat, and tears in it. When we moved in here um, three and a half years ago, I had to move someplace because I had um, an individual who literally had a store and he rented out. He basically contacted the property management company that was overseeing our lease and said, I'm going to rent him, rent his facility. And they paid up wow. and they rented it out from underneath my feet to where I got a 90 day notice. We're not renewing your lease. Have a nice day. Go pound sand. I had to move or go out of business. So fortunately, we did our homework, and I was not even thinking of this area. And my attorney, you know, um, was like, "Hey, we have an in-house attorney. We send business to people crash." So I send that, send it to them, and um, so they're always helping me if I need something. So this happens to be something I'm like, you know, can we stop this from getting evicted or this? Nope, you got to move. So we found this. We were super lucky, and timing, um, right? You know, things happen for a reason. Yeah. So we were able to come in here, but I literally for 30 days, a little over 30 days, I came in here at six o'clock in the morning. I, I, with me and a few of my friends literally did this. The wife would work and she'd get off at five o'clock and she'd drive from work to here. And then she would work in here until nine o'clock at night. And we did that for a month until we got all this done. Cause this is literally just a big, huge empty shell. Yeah. And we turned it into what it is now. And, and it's, and it, constantly goes through its you know evolving of things and but it, it's like right now we have a bunch of inventories coming in and we're getting ready for uh the swap meet and then the holidays and stuff so we have the inventory because people want instant gratification and so there's a lot of you know money that gets tied up into that and that gets you into you talk about what's the worst thing that's happened where we have this is this facility is just on just under an acre of property. There's a there's a building in the back behind the alley, and there's a yard over there we rented out. And it was to a guy that I've known for a long time. And uh, he defaulted on his lease. And basically, there was a couple of cars and some equipment that he left in there. Well, there was a car that was left back there, some old POS. I mean, the biggest hunk of shit, Mercedes-Benz. I mean, the thing is, if you've seen it, you'd be yeah. like, dude, it's ridiculous. So this guy calls and says, you know, you have this car? And I said, yes. And he says, well, I want my car. And I said, okay, no problem. Pay the storage. It's $1,000. Yeah. And uh, you can come and get your car. Show proof of ownership and you can have it. And he goes, oh, I ain't paying you nothing. I go, okay, well, you're not getting your car. Right. This went on back and forth. And I had pick a government agency, the sheriff's department, the police department from Los Angeles, Ventura County, um, the Bureau of Automotive Repair. I've had... Um, the DMV investigator called me because we had to put a lien on it. All these different things he fought trying to say it was stolen, trying to say it was this. And all they did was like, look, just pay the storage, go get your car, and sue the guy who had possession of your vehicle, which was a body shop. They are supposed to restore this thing apparently 20 years ago, and they never did anything with it. And it's not, right. it wasn't really his car. It was his dad's car. It's a whole convoluted thing, but just pay your storage. So he sues me. And he sues the, pro the the Violetta Properties and, you know, the company and everything we have. And we go to court and we win. Then he comes at me again. So now he's suing me again. Counter sue or a different lawsuit. It's a whole, it's just, it's like trying to, it's like, well, that narrative didn't work, so let me try another one. Ah. 
So now he has an attorney, which is a friend of his. They're suing us for like a shit ton of money. I mean, a shit ton. We're talking like absurd amounts. Absurd. Okay. In the millions of dollars. Okay. Over a piece of shit car. So now I get to pull in the silver bullet with our attorney that we send business to. I need you to take care of this. He gets it and he's like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Does he not understand that he's opened himself up to a frivolous lawsuit? Right. To come against him? But aren't most lawsuits like that anyways? Just so fucking silly. Most oh, of them. I, I think there's a lot of stuff that I agree with that, you know, they do stupid stuff. Right. But the thing with this is has nothing to do with my garage, has nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? This is a whole separate thing that has to do with the guy that had possession of the car. Yeah. So it's like I was using, I, I say it's like the snap-on guy being sued for the shitty work that the mechanic did. Right. But they have nothing to do with it. But that's probably the, and it's, I'm, I'm totally free and clear. Right. But at the end of the day, I have to entertain it. Right. So I use it as and an edge. time. And I got to use money. it as an educational tool, and it is frustrating. And, yeah, I'll probably lose hair, and I'll get gray hair over it and everything. But at the end of the day, I will prevail. I have no no quorums about that. Even my attorney is like, dude, this is the dumb. This is like today. He goes, this is stupid. This yeah. is a Tommy Topper of the dumbest thing on the planet. But it, 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 it is, you know. But you but you get people that do stuff. They slip, and then all of a sudden now they need they this, and they think it's a, a way to retire. And it's like, Come on, you're the dumbass that walked off the curb, wasn't paying attention, and crashed. And all of a sudden now, because you're on somebody's properties, oh, you're talking to a friend, and all of a sudden now it's like, well, let me let me uh, uh, let me sue that person. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah, you know? it, it's a the, the lawsuit society is really really fucking crazy. Like I, I've heard of cases where this lady was walking in a furniture store, a kid got like in front of her legs, she fell, hits her head on the table, and sues. The fucked up part is it was her kid, you know, and wins <laughs> that, and wins. And, that, and that's what's crazy. It's like, at what point do you go, no, next? Because it, you, you're, you're, you're trying to get something for nothing. And you know who wins? The attorneys. Of course. That's the only ones. The attorney and, and, there, and there's some fucking people that, that get away with shit. I, I, had a, I had a good friend of mine. He described it like this. He goes, Robert, there's people that walk into a storm and they see water on the floor. There are two types of people. There's one that will say, excuse me, you guys need to clean this up. Somebody's going to fall. And there's the other one that says, oh, perfect. Slips. Nope. And falls. And falls. Yeah. And it's caught on video. And it's right. all fake as hell. And they still fight it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I've been rear-ended by a complete drunk driver. Yeah. Never sued him. I wasn't hurt. Right. I could have claimed, oh, my God. You know, this is great. Never did it. Well, it's back to the whole thing. You know, the, the, the Second Amendment. It, it's, it's not... People, it's the guns, so it's banned all guns. Well, then that means, you know, trucks should be banned because they're assault trucks and they're assault right. cars and they're assault planes. What about that pencil? Right, assault pen pencil. You I know, mean, that, it's, it's, it's every little that's, thing that's could be turned society. into a weapon. People, are, it, people have blown stuff out of proportion. I th Honestly, I think there are some people in government that literally want to leave um, something behind to say that, oh, I made that law. Yeah. That's the yeah. dumbest law on the planet. Hey, I wrote the law... Caution, coffee hot. Right. Well, the person <laughs> the that burned themselves with McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's, famous. It's like, at, at what point, you know it's hot. At what point do you not go, uh, can I have some ice with that, please? So I can put yeah. it in your cooler. You already know it's hot. Yeah. But and you're, and it, you feel it through the cup. It's yeah, not it's burning like you your have hands. no fuck. And you ordered hot coffee, by the way. Right. But it's so fucking hot. I remember before those lawsuits, those cups were still hot holding yeah. it, let yeah. alone putting it to your face yeah. and burning. It, but that's where I talk about the people have no common sense. 
You know what I mean? It's like you sue freaking the garbage disposal company because you lost your fingers. Well, you're the ass that stuck your hand in there trying to get the spoon out when it was on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it blows. They have the Darwin Awards, people that die from the doing the dumbest things on the planet. Right. Well, you know what? Sometimes it's like you sue and I go, I'll tell you what. Did you learn something from this? Yes. Okay. Well, you know what? You're an idiot. You're not getting any money because we're not going to re- report, you know, reward stupidity and you need to move on. Yeah. You know, but you got some I, people. I, I think there was, I don't know where the fuck I saw it or read it, but there was something that they wanted to start like a law that you have to, Put like a twenty thousand dollar deposit if you wanted to sue, you know. Because right now anybody can sue for any reason. Yeah, I can be here and say, yeah. "Hey, man, you spit on my fucking mic. I'm, I'm that's it. I'm suing oh, you." You know, this is gonna be a problem. COVID, you know, <laughs> but but that's how silly it is. And and I and I heard they were trying to pass this law, you know, because of the court fees, because of this, and blah blah blah. In the time they were gonna do this twenty thousand dollars deposit or ten thousand dollars to just open up a lawsuit, and I I thought that made sense because now all these you know, people taking advantage of the system would be like, uh, I'm not doing it. What I, what I think makes sense is that they, before you have a lawsuit, I, I think it needs to come into where there's the, uh, these guidelines that say, okay, you're going to sue somebody. It needs to fit within this window that says, okay, do you have a reason? Yes, this is my reason. Okay. What was in it? And in, in, were you at fault? Somebody else at fault? Somebody create this problem. It's like, it's, you, you're talking about before we got started with this, you're talking about workman's comp. Okay. A worker gets hurt on the job. I've seen with construction, I've seen guys that got their th- fingers cut off or this, or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, at what point in time you're cutting a piece of wood, did you not realize your hand was in the way and you just cut your thumb off? And now you're going to go against workman's comp and you're going to sue the contractor or whatever you're going to do to get money for your stupidity. I have a problem with that. Yeah. Okay. And it go, needs to go with the same, well, the go prob- down the, the same road. The, the problem is not just the stupidity. The problem is, is that there is a law that will protect them and guarantee them money. That's 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 the real problem. That is the, correct, and, and I agree with that. I mean, if there is, it, it, I don't even know if there's a law that allows that. I think it's just the fact that they allow it. Right. It, they need to. They need to have. Right. Case, he didn't case, create something. They He's need just to, like what? They need to have case law that says, okay, this is the deal. You're an idiot. And this is not going to go through. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Because now if you did something, okay, for instance, you just went, you know, you snapped and you picked up that stand over there and you cracked me over the head with it. And I had to go incur doctor's bills. Then you, you, I think you're liable for that. No, actually I'm suing you because you had it available for me to hit you with. Right. Or the and, guy- it, and it's your property. <laughs> go fuck yourself, Jim. <laughs> right. I win again. Or the, Stupidity. Or, right. <laughs> or the guy that breaks in your house and you have a booby trap in there, which is completely legal. And I think right. it should be completely legal. Right. And the guy gets freaking jacked up and he sues well, you for breaking into the house. Sa- Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Uh, Santa Cruz or Monterey. The guy breaks into the house. Uh, owner of the house wakes up, pulls out a shotgun. Get the fuck out of my house. Guy runs out, uh, goes to the back fence. The owner of the house was building a new fence, so it wasn't completely done. Right. As he goes to jump over it, the fence is not built. It f- collapses. The guy breaks his leg, sues, and wins. See, that's where I have a huge problem right there. That's where the stupidity happens. Yeah, that's where all the it, craziness. It's, just, it's, it's done. It, that, that right there be like, no, not doing it. Yeah, you need but to have, the problem is there's judges. The problem is there's attorneys. Uh, there's that's employees in the them, courts. That's all who makes that the money. say, yes, we welcome that. They we welcome that. Because and, they make the money. And the people that don't get it is, for example, I just got an email today. I got an email today from um, uh, attorneys that are suing Uber Eats. 
because Uber Eats, uh, Uber Eats did this new thing where they're doing free delivery, no delivery fee for black owned, uh, black owned restaurant owners. Okay. And I was like, that's kind of racist. You know, now that I'm thinking about this, it's really racist. Well, now there's a lawsuit saying, well, how come the Hispanic owners, the Asian owners, the German owners, the American owners, how come they're being charged service fees, you know, to get that food? So now there's this big lawsuit, right? And it's like sign in and put in your information. I go, I'm not signing in and putting in my information. By the time this case is done, we've all gotten this. We're going to get like 30 cents right. or a penny, you know, because it's millions and millions and millions and millions. So you, to your point, the attorney's profit, the court's profit, companies get fucked. Yeah, you know? and, and, and that's it. it, it that's where I see a lot of the problem is because you, one attorney, you know, the other attorney, and then the insurance companies, you know, they got they're the ones that lose and they're paying attorneys. Everybody, right. it's and there needs to be a point where it's like, look, no, you know what I mean. There needs to be a stupid clause, right? Is what I think it comes down to. It's just like people have customers that ride a motorcycle, and some of them, honestly, they shouldn't be riding a bike. Or you get a guy comes in, is like, I need tires. Okay, it's five hundred bucks. Their heads explode. Yeah. I'm like, well, I just went to Costco and I spent three hundred dollars and got four new tires for my car. Why am I five hundred dollars? Dude, they're not they're not created the same. Right. You, well, I can't afford that. Then don't own a motorcycle. Right. It's that fucking simple. Okay. Harley Davidson HD stands for hundred dollars, hundred dollars, hundred dollars. You know that's the big joke. <laughs> I, well, I mean? well, I had one guy. I, I used to be the general manager for Harley Davidson. I had one guy I sold the bike to. He was so fucking excited. He goes, I know what HD stands for now, and I'm like, yeah, hundreds of dollars. He goes, fuck no. Hard dick, man, because when I ride oh, my bike, <laughs> I get hard dick. He's going to get it stuck in the yeah. handlebars and crash he, and sue he, you. He got so excited. But anyways, I'm sorry. It, it's it, the, it, the, But the thing of it is, is that it costs money. You Absolutely. Know? And everything is all relative. So you might save money like you. I own a Prius. Okay, well, that's fine. But when you go to buy batteries for that damn thing, everything you saved in gas is going to cost you right there when you buy new batteries. There's 6000 bucks right there. Yeah. When you have a motorcycle, yeah, you're paying, you know, pennies considering how far you can go range-wise. But then when it comes to service and do all these things to it, you're going to pay more money on it. Right. You know, like the wife, her Mercedes lease was up. We looked at I'm like, you know what? Let's maybe get you a Porsche Cayenne or something like that. And uh, I have some customers that are service riders for them. They're going, hey, just so you know, a brake job for that car, 10,000 miles, cost you 1800 bucks. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> For eighteen hundred dollars, yeah. well, another sure. service is this. I go, that's ridiculous. They can keep that car, you know. And she, and the next car she wants, she's like, I don't want to lease a car. I want to keep it. I'm like, okay. So I did some research. I said, you're gonna keep a car. You get to pick a Toyota or a Honda. That's it, or an yeah. Acura. You know, just one of those Lexus. Anything's related. Anything that's related to those th companies. Yeah. And I said, so I chose it for her, thinking narrowing it down. And she got a Honda uh, Passport, and she loves it. And it's a great car. It's I'll, bulletproof. It'll yeah. last forever. I hope so. You know what I mean? I don't. It's tricky. I, I, I am kind of scared. That's, that's, that's funny that you said I hope so. Because I don't know if the way they're making cars nowadays, it, it's like they're intentionally making them to fail five, six, seven years. Like, for example, I used to have a Jeep Cherokee, an old one, 89, and it had the, uh, it had the inline six. I had 350,000 miles. They're bulletproof. bulletproof. I sold that thing for four grand, you know, and, and like you don't see a car like that anymore. They changed it to the V6 well, now. For well, the it's Jeeps. just like phones. 
you get a phone and I wear my phones out. I'm always on my phone. Yeah. And they only last so long. It's like, I need to, the thing, it slows down. It's this. They start having problems. You can't tell me they do that. You heard about that, right? That they slow down. I, I, I've heard things, you know. And they confirmed it. They even, uh, did they? yeah. Apple says, yeah, we yeah, yeah, slowed down the software. There's a lawsuit for you. I want a free phone. I'm, I'm sure there's a lawsuit <laughs> for it. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you sign the form, you'll get two cents. Right. Yeah. I have a, a, a Willie from Barnes Fleet Service. We have, because we have a bunch of trucks. I mean, he works on them and stuff. And, I'm like, how much is it? Dude, that, that part, that's like a $40 part. Why is it $400? He goes, because that's how they make their money. He goes, back yeah. in the day, Caterpillar, they had all these heavy pieces of equipment. They lasted forever. And then they came back and said, wait a minute, we're not making any, not making as much money as we could, so the parts don't last as long. Yeah. I'm like, I have a, fr- a sport chassis, Freightliner, and they had to do some air conditioning work, this, that, whatever it cost me. At the time, the dust said it was $2,000. I'm like, are you serious? I mean, is the parts are expensive? So it's ridiculous, but that's what companies do. You know, and I, and I, I, I disagree, but it is what it is. Yeah, I I just picked up um well I picked it up last year. I picked up a 2020 Streak Line, and um now they don't include the second fob. They, really? They didn't include the heel shifter, and it, and it's legit. They don't include it. Like if you look at you know what it comes. with. I take the heel pump. shifter off. I'll give you one. I I, I, I love. <laughs> I, I just fucking bought one. I I I I like the heel shifter. You know, I, I really. My enjoy feet are it. too big. It gets in the way. That's the first yeah, thing no, that no, comes it, off. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's funny because I feel like my size for a streak light. I'm like super perfect. My knee angles, everything. I'm like fuck. Anybody tall him, he's gonna get wind blown straight to their head. Their feet are not gonna fit. Like it's it's interesting because. It's like the Harleys fit kind of my height, and then like you know I have a BMW also GSA. You you, I, you have to be a fucking tall motherfucker to ride that, you know. So I had to lower the seat, lower the suspension, you know, do all that stuff. But um, anyways, my point is same thing. When I bought the BMW, same thing. I was like, hey, quick question. I just bought the Harley a month ago. They only gave me one key fob. You're gonna give me two keys, right? The guy looks at me. He goes, yeah, well, I'm gonna give you two keys. One's a fob and one's a plastic replacement. And I was like, fuck, all of these companies are cutting on these cutting little, corners. They're cutting corners. And then to replace it, I lost the BMW key one day. It was a uh, 360 plus programming plus blah, 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 blah. It's fucking expensive, you know? And, and, and then to repair or get anything done, it's just super fucking expensive. Yeah, it, it, it's and it's weird because as expensive, like we're talking about, as expensive as it is, you know, getting a bike fixed, People still don't want to do it themselves and find a way to pay for it. I we have a lot of customers that do it themselves, so I try to have the inventory for them to. They come in and they instant, instant gratification right. is what they're looking for. I want the part now, right? So we try to have that for them. But you know, there are a lot of things that it's funny when somebody's like, "Can you do this?" I go, "I'm going to help you out," and then they do this, and all of a sudden it's like, "Can you tow my bike in?" It doesn't do this. It doesn't run. I'm like, "If it was easy, everybody be doing it." Right. You know, and now the Harleys have CAN bus systems on them, and nobody knows what the hell it is. I mean, I think uh, BMW is the one who invented it with uh, multiplexing years ago, you know. And, uh, I mean, it's a it's a good idea, but there again, it's one of those things that could fail. You don't know how to work with it, or you're probing them with a test light, and things break, and people get it. They have no idea what's going on. No. It's just it's just another way the dealer wants you to go back to them. Right. You know what I mean? I just had a... Um, a customer recently he was like, "Hey, I want to rebuild my engine," and I'm like, "Are you sure?" And I go, "This bike got 110,000 miles on it, and you, you, it's you wore it out, you know." And uh, I, maybe you should get a new one. No, I'm not going to rebuild a bike. So I give him an estimate to rebuild the engine. 
next thing you know, he said, dude, I got a deal on a new motorcycle. It was a 2020 streak light, just like what you got. They gave me a deal that's this, that, whatever. I ended up, what I spent on, was going to spend on the motor plus what I gave me for a trade. I had to finance 8,000 bucks. I'm super stoked. I'm like, you know what? I'm very happy for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then when you get the bike, they build them all shitty from the aspects of the handlebar suck, the seat sucks, the exhaust is this. And I get all that. And then you got to dump another five grand into the thing to make it the way Minimum. you want. You know what I mean? To make it the way Minimum. you want. You know, so it is what it is. But, you know, I think he did a good thing, you know. Um, but the dealers, they want you to go back to them. So he's like, well, the first six services I get are free. And then they gave me a lifetime warranty on the engine. I'm like, seriously? He's like, I'm like, I'd like to see that just like I get customer all the time. I bought this motorcycle from such and such dealership, and they say I get free tires for life. I'm like, wow, okay. Free well, tires. I'm like, that's that's uh, that's a pretty good deal right there. You know what I mean? I'd like to see that. And, and, and it's it's always a pitch. They go in and, well, it's, the tire's not enough tread left on it anymore. Well, you, wanted, you said free tires. Yeah. You didn't say I had to bring them in when there's 430 seconds left on it. You know what I mean? I, at least I'm saving you money because I, that means I would be wearing out the other tire that much sooner. It's always, it's always an excuse. You know, it's crazy. How, how is it how now that again, talking about mechanically and, and what's going on with cars and motorcycles and the technology, your shop, you work on bikes, these new bikes, are you working on them too? Or are they like mandatory to go to the, the dealers or how, how is that affecting you? And, and what do you see? Well, I mean, it depends from the aspects of what you're really dealing with. So if you have, for instance, a, a 2020, um, the warranty, that's I can't do that warranty. Right. If you get the extended warranty um, through Harley-Davidson, we're an authorized service provider for that warranty. So if you're past the two years, you could bring it in here and we could work on it, which we have a lot of customers that do want to do that because they just don't like the attitude or how they get dealt with at the dealer. And I'm open arms. I'm like, hey, you know, we'll take care of it. You go to the dealer and they just want to make excuses of why they don't want to fix it. I get it. They don't get paid as much to fix something in a warranty. But at the end of the day, that's 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 not my problem. You need to service that. My customer is my boss. When I say, you know, I might own my garage, um, but at the end of the day, I have a boss and they're the one that's going to dictate to me within reason what needs to be done and how it right. gets done and things of that nature. Um, and for, to me, when you go to the dealer and they don't want to do it or they make excuses, it's like, why do you want to go there? And that's why, you know, a lot of people don't like going to the dealer. Um, I've talked about it many times about the service that you get at dealerships, you know, sales versus parts, parts versus service, service versus this, the goals, the competition, the hardship. All, all within the store. All within the same store. It, it's like, I got to make this goal. So here's the parts yeah. department selling the sales yeah. department. They're not selling it to them at cost. They're selling it at a marked up price. Right. To sell it to the customer to, to mark it up again. And, and it's like, wait a minute. It's like here, you come here and it's like everything's, it, it's all one big pie or, you know bowl that we put everything into to say that we're here to take care of you, take care of right. the customer. It's not about, you know, this person having a goal, this person having their goal. And that's all, you know, one person screwing another person because it's, it's the way it is. Like you get a bike and they got to do uh, maintenance on it or they're going to get it PM'd and get it ready to sell. And it costs an additional $1,500 from the service department to put it on the floor to fix it up, to get it. And it's like, you charge me $1,500 for that. I got to sell it and that's what we're into it for. But reality wise, what they did for 1500 really cost them like 200 bucks. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's crazy, but no, what's also crazy. The thing that drives me nuts is, um, 
each dealership, it's all Harley Davidson. I know they're franchise, you know, owned, but each it's it's Harley Davidson. Everybody has a different setup charge, uh, freight charge. Uh, if you want to get bars, this dealership will charge you this money. This dealership will charge you that right. money. And, and you have to shop the Harley dealers to see which one's the best one or, you know, outside or you got to do it with somebody else. You know, like one of your shops and that's where your guys' shops succeed because it, it's a headache. It's not easy. It's not like you just go online and say, okay, bars for this bike cost this much, you know. Well, and, and we get phone calls all the time. You're talking about bars. How much are handlebars? How much you want them to be? Because, you know, I can get you a set of bars that are hundred bucks. I can get you some that are four hundred bucks. Right. You want cables? Some are going to be two hundred dollars. Some are going to be four hundred fifty dollars. Labor is going to be, for the most part, a standard fixed price. Unless you get some stupid ass bar, it's going to be hard to wire. And so it's all over. And people, oh, I, 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 it makes no sense. Right. Like uh, Mike uh, was talking to somebody uh, earlier today. They came in and they got a price that talked to Ed, the service manager, and said, you know, hey, can you do this? And we're like, yeah, no problem. So she brings it in. And he says, you know, to replace some fork sills, and we're, it's three hours labor. And her head almost exploded. She goes, well, you know, I said, you know, take it apart. You're going to go someplace else. I guarantee you it's going to cost more because it, 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 it's they don't understand that. You know, What, what kind of bike was it were you working on? It was actually one that I – it was a uh, like some, I don't know, a Bugatti or something freaking right. crazy. I don't know. Like an arch motor or something. Some, crazy. yeah, something. It was, you know, some, you know, who knows? Bugatti. It was, it was a, yeah, <laughs> some bougie ass motherfucker. It was bike. like, yeah, it was yeah. a car, but, right. but the thing of it is, I don't know. It was some European, I don't even want to touch it thing. Right. And even though his mic's like, no, it's an easy deal. I said, I don't care. But she's going to take that metric bike. Right. Okay. And go someplace else and they're going to go, it's going to be, Four or five hundred dollars, and then all of a sudden she's going to be coming back and saying, "Hey, you know, work on my box." Then at that point, I'm like, "No, it's four hundred bucks." Because I told him, I said, "You told her three hundred dollars." I go, "There's no way." You know what I mean? You got parts, you got oil, you got fluid. I mean, by the time you're done, you got sixty dollars of miscellaneous stuff, plus you have the labor. And when we do it, we don't just pop new seals on it; we rebuild it, we take it apart, clean it out. There's old oil in there, you know. So, one thing I learned when I was talking about earlier about mentors and stuff like that is that there, Isaac, who I worked for many years as a store manager, he's, there's a guy by the name of Reshkin that he always used to say things kind of like Confucius. And he said, one who considers price alone is that person's lawful prey. So basically it's like if you call around and go, how much is it going to cost to do this? Oh, I'll do it for 100 bucks. Oh, okay, I'm going to go to you and have it done. And reality is, is that they did the bare minimum to get that job done. Right. And generally speaking, cheap will cost you more. So rather than doing both fork legs, all they did was replace the seal. They didn't put any fluid in it. They just put a new seal on it. They cleaned it off and said, there you go. But then the right way to do the job is do really to do both at the same time. Take them apart, clean them, clean them, get all the fluid out, put them all back together, put them back on the bike and send them down the road. And that job's going to, let's say, be $300. And then you're going to get a guy that says, well, I'll do it for 200 bucks. So all he's doing is putting, you know what I mean? So it's when all you're doing is considering a price, and if that's what you want, okay, I'll do it for this much money, but you're not going to be happy with me. It's a temporary thing for business. It's a temporary fix, yeah. It's a ten, it, it, in, in business-wise, everyone's like, oh, it failed or it did this. And then it's when you come back, now it's the customer service of it. Well, you did this for me six months ago, okay, and your point? Well, it's leaking. Well, I guess you should have fixed it right the first time. Right. All you did, well, you just wanted to spend 400 bucks. It would have cost 300 bucks. Well, you should fix it under warranty. Well, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Go pound sand. 
Right. Well, that's what the that's what that particular guy is going to do. Unfortunately, you know, you have shops that charge a hundred dollars an hour, one hundred twenty five dollars an hour, ninety dollars an hour, eighty five dollars an hour, fifty dollars an hour, or if you want to call it a shop, some guy with a garage or whatever. And you attract that type of business. You know, you get that type. You got to be. I look at us us being in the middle, so we can get both ends of the spectrum. Right. Yes, you have a guy that doesn't really have the money, but he's spending the money because you know it's going to be done correctly. And, 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 and hopefully not to come back. I mean, we all make mistakes. Of course. It's how you deal with those mistakes. that sets everybody apart from each other. Right. And we all, we know all the dirt that's out there. I mean, everybody knows. A small community. It is. And they know that what my, I, my mistake that I've made, this turned into a, a this, or, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm open. I'm like, Hey, no problem. Always. You know what? Let me research it. Let me find out what's going on. We research it. I've had customers come in and say, Oh, you guys, you guys did this to my bike. I'm like, really? Okay, well, let's review the camera footage I have from the back of the shop. And you tell me at what point did this happen? You said I dropped your motorcycle because your back has a scratch on it. And then they watched the whole video and I go, so when did this happen? Yeah. And they're like, oh, Isn't that amazing? You know, maybe, it, maybe it was at home. It's amazing you know? how much shit people try to get away you know, with. Or it, how much is a new bag? You know, I, I, maybe I did it. You know, maybe I didn't. It's it even with construction. I had a guy call me at four thirty in the afternoon, hotter than a two pecker billy goat. And you motherfucker, it's cracked my driveway. I'm like, first of all, I haven't cracked your driveway. We weren't even there today. I had lumber delivered, but I didn't. It's cracked. I'm like, I'm on my way. I get out there. I look around the driveway. I don't see anything that's like where I did something. Customer comes out and he goes, "Did you see it?" And I go, "No, I'm looking." He goes. It's right there. I go, right there? Where that dandelion is sticking out of the crack? He's all, yeah. <laughs> and I said, so let me get this straight. They drove up on the uh, roof with a forklift, cracked your driveway, and that dandelion that's 12 inches just popped out of the ground? Uh, I go, dude, that's been there for how many weeks? That wasn't me. Oh, you know what? You're probably right. So can you give me an estimate on uh, some pavers? What, what what's what's the solution or how do we get people to stop doing this or just i mean it's it's so fucking absurd and and i don't think they're getting away with a lot of shit nowadays especially with so many fucking cameras but what's the solution how do we stop it you know i i, I wish i had an answer to that i'd be a, a millionaire you know i mean i i think the only way you could think of do is, is is educate people you know what i mean but they don't want to listen some of them don't want to listen they, it could be staring them in their face and they don't want to listen you know, and it's it's and it's the people that when you work with a uh, somebody that has experience, like we have here over a hundred years of combined experience working on motorcycles. How many people work here? Oh God, I don't even want, I don't even want to talk about it. Um, we have nine techs wow. plus myself plus there's other staff that are on the floor, um, and and the thing of it is is that um, it's like a going to a hospital. You know, you have a problem, and you know the ones that know are able to diagnose your problem faster and get them get it fixed. Because when there's an issue, it's like it's not running or it's doing this, what you're paying for is the experience. Yeah. So you can take it to Joe Schmuckatelli's and he's going to say, okay, it's $800 to fix it. And I look at it going, I could have did that for 200 bucks. You know, and, and it's easy to say that. It's already fixed. And that happens to me all the time. I'll fix a job for $600 and you'll get the shade tree mechanic. Go, oh, you got ripped off and yeah. he could have fixed that for $200. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. And you know, like, could have bought me some beer and 200 bucks and done. Right. And meanwhile, you don't know what it went into it. And 
because you get some people that have already worked on it. They can't figure it out. And it takes time to, you know, usually it's an elect, let's say stuff that really takes time is electrical. But what you're paying for is the experience that wherever you're taking it to has. So it takes time, you know, to get somebody that has that experience because we run into new stuff all the time, especially with the new bikes. Hey, this is happening or this is occurring or that you're like, well, you know, this is something new. We're going to have to figure this out. Right. But then the next time it happens, you know, and, um, and there's times I'll call in a bullet, you know, with a manufacturer. Hey, we have this issue. Have you run into this before? Not because I want to go, I don't want to go figure it out. It's just, I don't want to waste time, which right. costs the customer money. I want to get it fixed as fast as I can. And I treat their create, uh, I can't even talk right now. I need to hit two for Spanish. <laughs> um, I treat their motorcycle like it's mine. Right. So I'm very frugal. I want, to, I want to do it is. And I want to do things that do it the right way. So, you know, it's all about, you know, getting the information. So I don't want to do that. I'll look like an idiot. Well, you're an idiot for not asking. Right. We have the answer. We just worked on this. I got to call the guy. I'll call him. You know what I mean? Just to, you know, it's all you need to do this because that to me, that's what it's all about. It's the experience. Do you think a doctor just sits there and goes, no, they look into other things when they're trying to, you know, why is my ass making this noise? And it's like, well, this is the reason um, they got to look into it. Yeah. Um, but th that's all, you know, cause you have a lot of parts exchangers. Of course. You know, it's like, Okay, so your electrical, your blinker didn't work, so you replaced the light bulb, the turn signal module, and the battery. I'm trying to think, how does that all interconnect when all that did was have a, the blinkers weren't working? Right. We so, just changed the housing or something. Well, yeah. yeah, something that's like, how does a so your reality? Your brakes are fucked up now. <laughs> right. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Right. So, well, you, you get that too. Yeah. Uh, but the, it, so the thing of it is, is you're, I'm trying to think about it. I go, wait a minute. So you're saying, so reality was, is that you thought it was a turn signal module, and then you thought it was this other thing, and then reality was your lazy ass finally checked the light bulb and realized it was burned out. Right. So you already put all this other shit into it. Now to come back and go, well, we got to charge a customer for that. So you're charging the customer for your stupidity. That's one of, one of the big, uh, things I have a problem with. Yeah. You know, it's like I have a tech. You might be doing it for three years. You might be doing it for five years. You might be doing it for 10 years. You get in a weird problem, and you're like, wait a minute, how long did this take? Well, it took me 10 hours. Mm. You know, I, I have a problem with that. So right. we, need to, we need to come with a compromise. Well, why did it take so long? Well, I had to figure it out. Well, what do you mean? It took you 10 hours to figure out this problem that I figured, okay, I understand you go through the steps and you do the thing, but I don't think it's fair for the customer to pay that much money because of you just didn't have the knowledge to do so or nobody did to be able to figure out that. So I would rather say, you know what, customer, I'm going to charge you X, Y, Z, million dollars. I'll take care of my tech. Yeah. Because you're, you know, and I'm, because your knowledge is what you're getting out of it, you know? And, and that's, I think, helps set us apart from a lot of different places, you know? What, what just so, you know, people understand, what makes the pricing so different from shop to shop to shop, you know, what Harley charges, what you would charge, what the shop next door charge, you know, is it real estate, is it rent, is it employees, is it overhead? That's one question. And then the other question is those people that say, fuck, I could have done that for 200 bucks. You got ripped off. Can they really do it for 200 bucks? Well, that, that, without any issues, like really, I, I there's a there's a that brings me in a whole another subject, and we're gonna be here all night long. <laughs> but uh, um, 
I think what people charge um, really comes down to what I would like to charge more. Yeah. But then it's going to scare away a certain type of clientele that I make money off of. Um, and then there's people that, you know, they, they charge too little that create the problem with me wanting to charge more. Um, so it just depends upon what you're, what you're trying to, you know, a lot of new, let's say a lot of new shops right out of the gate, they're going to charge less money because they think that's why people are going there. Right. Well, to me, the thing of it is, is that you have a, a self worth, a worth of what your business is worth, your knowledge of what your business is. You can't tell me that you, you worked at a place, you're a rocket engineer and you're going to work on rocket engines on these new cars and, and you have 20 years of experience and you're going to charge half of what the dealer charges. Meanwhile, you're their senior tech. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's you need to sell yourself. The customer comes in and says, Hey, I want to do X, Y, Z. How much is it going to cost? Well, to me, I would explain to you that's all entailed to how it's going to do it and why it's going to take so long to do that job. Because you're going to go to a guy who's just going to go, okay, it's going to be eight hours to do the job. And you're like, my God, why is it going to be eight hours? Which brings me into the, when you're talking about do I could have did it for 200 bucks. Right. Because there's a lot more to it. You've never done it before. You're looking at it going, Psh, that's not that hard. I could do that. Yeah. When reality is, is that you're only thinking of two things out of the 20 things you got to do. And you don't think of all the other issues and the adjustments and all the stuff that got, has to go along with it. And, and that's where the experience comes into play. Right. So the dealership doesn't want to work on older bikes, I think, because they're more time-consuming to work on. All of a sudden, now we have to adjust a clutch and a clutch cable where the new transmissions are hydraulic yeah they're automatically adjusting and or whatever the case may be and and you know and they still charge the same amount of money to do less work to charge the same amount of money i'm like to me that's like that doesn't make any sense not at all you know but i think the bigger issue is is that you people automatically they just don't know i'm gonna i'm I'm looking at the job and go i'm gonna do it for 400 bucks and this is this is the bigger problem that i think that happens I quote the job and I say, let's just say it's 800 or 600. They're calling around. They go, they have a budget. And I tell people, I said, look, you don't have the money. I get that. Then let's save your money. Let's do a layaway or just save your money until you have the money to do it the right way the first time. Right. Because what's going to happen is, is they're going to find a guy who's going to do it for their budget. And they go take it to that guy. The guy gets to do the job. He gets started getting into it. And then he runs into a problem or he runs into this or it's taking longer. Obviously, it's taking longer than what he's getting paid for. So that $100 an hour, let's just say what he was charging, has slowly now worked its way to where it's 75 Now it's going to be 60 Now it's going to be 50 Now I need to start cutting corners. I need to get this bike out of here. Yeah. Then then they get it done. And then, then what happens? Or is they it, fucking stop working on it. And then, and then, because another bike comes in that they off, you know, got a better price, and that becomes priority. You're absolutely correct. And now somebody's saying, "Fuck, man, I left my my bike with Frank, and Frank fucking hasn't fixed my bike, and it's been already six fucking weeks, and I repaid him up front, and and then that's where those issues yep. start developing." Robert, yeah, and you're absolutely correct. I mean, there was a time. I, I don't know Frank. That by the way. I don't know. I know what Frank you're talking about, and he does that all the time. <laughs> Fuck him. But the, but the thing of it is, is that that's what happens. And yeah. you're right. Another bike comes in. Oh, I got to do this because I got to make money. Right. Painters are the worst. Painters do that all the time. It drives me crazy. And I agree. 
I, I, you have to understand, it's like, okay, they're doing a job, they're charging a $25 a paint this, and I'm thinking to myself, all the work that goes into it and all the time hours that go into it, that should be a $5,000 job. But if it was, you would never get it done. Right. So there there's, it has to be a happy compromise. And and, and, and it, what drives me crazy is that you have a customer that all they do is think of that price, like it goes back to the guy who considers price alone, that's that person's lawful price. What do you want to spend? Oh, that's what I'm going to charge you. I'm going to get your money. And then all of a sudden you create a, a headache because it happens. Like today, guy calls, you worked on this bike before. I had a problem. I changed the battery. It blew some stuff. Now nothing works. And then the, the, two hours later, I get a phone call. Hey, I talked to you earlier about my bike. Okay, no problem. Well, uh, can you work on it? I'm like, sure. Do you need it towed? No, I can tow it. I have AAA. Calls back later. My AAA hasn't kicked in yet. It doesn't have the RV, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, can you go get it? I'm like, yeah, where do you live? And he goes, well, it's at another motorcycle shop. Mm. And I'm like, who's? It's this guy, and I'm like, oh, couldn't you pick somebody else? At least, like, everybody hates me. You know what I mean? Right. I'm the nicest guy on the planet, and then it's like they hate me because they ain't me. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, he sells it too cheap, or he does this. It's irrelevant. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, all right, and Ed's and Ed's goes and picks it up, you know, and then brings it over here, and now we have it here. We got to fix it. But you know, and the, then the customer's like, well, what about that guy? I go, I have no comment. Do you use that as like free advertisement? Like, okay, we're sending our truck. We're here. Look, we're coming here to pick up a bike from this shop and I, I taking mean, it to our shop. I would say, isn't that great? If marketing? I said, if I said yes, I'd be. If I said no, I'd be lying. There was a time that I would probably, I would say things, but I wouldn't say who it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and really, that's probably why. The, the individuals don't like me because I call them out on their bullshit. Um, the dealership down the street hates my guts with a passion. Good. And you're doing something good. <laughs> and, and right. And uh, I never had problems with them before with the pre previous administration that ran the place. And now they just want to do nothing but create issues and that actually backfire on themselves. But I, they had a bike. They sold it to a guy, had it for a, a month. Had no oil in it. Is making all this noise. Brought it in to get the the tires checked. Is going on a Rosarita run. I'm like, your your bike's done. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I go, it has ten pounds of pressure, and I'm revving it up to three thousand RPM. And it's not going up. I rode it around the block. It's fucked. There's no way. I took it to the dealer because I thought it was noisy, but they told me that's how it is. Jeez. So I shot a video, and I do my videos all the time on Instagram. I have no filter. I call it out for what it is. I didn't say who it was. Right. I'm saying, hey, buyer beware. This is a guy that bought this bike. It's a hunk of shit. Well, they started commenting, and they're, you know people are saying stuff. Well, it happens to be their employees saying stuff, that I'm a prick, and I'm full of shit. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Must be COVID. Oh, shit. Oh, Gotta go. going to get sick now. And uh, so they, the guy, I go, I'll fix it. Well, I have to have it by this day. And I said, whatever you want to do. So he takes it over there, and they're like, ah, my garage. They don't know shit. They're full of shit. And this not whatever. We'll come to find out. It grenaded, you know, and they had just put a pump in it. I think they probably, I've heard things, but they, you know, they put a used pump in it and, and made it better than it was. Just to, it was a used bike to get it down the floor, but it happened to not last as long as they preferred, and they got stuck having to put a new motor in it. But I'm the asshole. Right. I'm the one that's trying to tell the customer, go, dude, you have a problem. You know, whether you want me to fix it or take it over there, I really don't care. I just want you to make sure you're taken care of, you know. And so I talk people out of doing jobs all the time, you know. I'm like, why do you want to do that? You're crazy. It's a waste of money, you know. Parts, those parts are junk. 
I'll be seeing you in six months. It's going to take a shit, you know? And I, and it's a problem I have. You know what I mean? That's probably one of the biggest things. Right, uh, too fucking honest. Well, it, it, honestly, if you ever seen that movie, um, Liar, Liar, with Jim Carrey? Right. And it, was he, it Liar, Liar? I don't, or Yes Men? No, it was, I think it was Liar, Liar. Oh, Liar, yeah, where he couldn't lie. When he could, he's like, his son's like, makes a wish, and he's like, yeah. can't lie anymore, and he's in court. He's an attorney. Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. like, oh. It was Liar, Liar, I'm sorry. And he's like, trying to spit it out, and it's like, no, she's a freaking whore, bitch. And, and, and then and the lady's like, what the hell? You know what I mean? But it, it, it and I don't know. I, I mean, I was never, I was just raised to be, you know, do the right thing. You know what I mean? My dad was an overachiever in the military, and, and, uh, you know, I saw things as a kid, and, and you know, you know, on sixty minutes, where the guy comes to fix the refrigerator, and they charge him four hundred dollars to fix it, and all it was was a loose wire, and they bring him back in. Well, you know, well, this is the expert, and this is what we did, and why did you charge us four hundred bucks? I mean, I was five years old, seven years old when I watched that. I'm like, that's stuck in my brain, you know. So techs are like, coming in, and well, how long are you gonna charge? How long does this take as a diagnosis? Two hours, dude. Seriously, no, we're not charging two hours. I'm going to charge what I think is fair. You know what I mean? It's going to be an hour or hour and a half or whatever the case is because it's. I believe in karma. It's going to come back and bite you. And maybe that's why we've been able to amass what we have and grow into where we're at because we take care of customers, you know, and do the do the best we possibly can, you know. But there are, you know, there are, I do have my customers that don't like me. And frankly, I guess if I didn't have them, I wouldn't know I was doing a good job. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's part of life. Life is we're going to have challenges. We're going to have difficulties. The thing is, how difficult are we going to have it? You know, or is your problem going to be some of my clients are going to think I'm an asshole? Is that going to be some of the problems I'm going to deal with? Or, you know, fucking not have a business, you know? And it's like, you know what? I'd take the chances of having some clients that are just not, I can't please everybody. And, and it's hard because I like to please everybody. You know? Right. And I've had, uh, um, I don't know, it's... It's one of those things that, you know, I've gotten to the point in the last couple of years, I'm like, all right, this guy's getting a PETA listing. He put it on the computer, so when they call back and I look up their name, I'm like, no, you know, I'm not working on your shit. You're going to be twice as much or whatever the case may be. Um, because it's I enjoy what I do. I, I retired from construction years ago, and I do this because I enjoy it. I got back into doing what I did as a kid or even, you know, back then. And, and I enjoy it every day of it. Even though when I deal with the stupid shit, to me, it's just a challenge, you know? Right. Um, the, 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 the fun is solving shit. Right. That's it, the fun. It, Shitty client, how am I going to solve this? Fucked up bike part, how am I going to... That, that's, that's easy. The, that's easy. I'd rather right. have the most difficult bike to fix because we have a text <laughs> that we're going, hey, we have this problem. All right, let me go back to, back to look at it. And we all work together, you know, to get right. the thing done. I mean, I... I like right now, you can get I can get the bike in and out within a week. Yeah, I've never been able to do that. I've always had like three techs, or and then there was four, and then I had five, and then I'm back to four, and then it's a, finally we've been able to you know have the number of techs we need so we can get it in and get it out. You know what I mean? Because we've had times where you get the phone call. I'm checking on my bike. Okay, uh, which one is it? It's the black Harley. Okay, well let's narrow it down. Um, <laughs> I got about 60 motorcycles in here right now, which it's the one that's been there for four weeks. Oh, that's it? Four weeks? Hold on. You know what I mean? I said, okay, it's going to be, we're going to start on it next week. Oh, you know what I mean? It's the way it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I go, I could send you down the street. They could do it tomorrow, and then I'll see you in a, in a, in a month anyways. And it's not always that way. Right. But, 
And then I was. But it happens. It it does. And and I always tell Ed, I'm like, you know, we don't want, I call them boomerangs. I try to have the minimal amount of mistakes. And people, and we have such a small county that the issue is, is like, well, you make a lot of mistakes. I'm like, well, we really don't make a lot of mistakes. We don't have a lot of problems. But when you work, if, if you have, let's say, two motorcycles within a month come back, that's a problem. At, at some shops, that might be a lot because they only work on five motorcycles a month. Right. But when you're working on 60 motorcycles a month and you have a problem with two, I, I think those are pretty good odds. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's really where the problem comes into is, is that, you know, so I was, that's why we have the service manner and inspects them, make sure they're good before they leave. <coughs> and then if there is a problem in a week from now, it's like, you know what, let's get it in let's take care of it or whatever. Or I have a slow leak or I have a leak. We just service my bike. Well, that's just residual. Let me clean it off again and we should be good. You know, if it happens again, let me know. Um, but it's it's just but that's where people you know they want the 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 attention that we try to give them. Now my biggest problem is is people that drop a bike off for a, you know a twenty hour job and they call it the next day is it done? I'm like, dude, I just got it yesterday. I didn't even put it in the hoist yet, yeah, and I got it at five o'clock. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's that gets a little frustrating. But you know, right now with this COVID stuff, the biggest problem we have parts. You know, I, there was a point early on in the beginning of the year where 30% of the parts that you needed were on back order. And you ain't getting them. And uh, the and, and you got to pretty much order everything you're going to do, right? Because there's no way you can fucking keep enough parts to fulfill all the different style of motorcycles that come in, right? Like, it doesn't make sense to really pre-order anything. Well, most of the stuff we used to be able to get within a like the following day. So if right. I order on Tuesday, I get it on Wednesday. Because of everybody with COVID, I had nothing else better to do but go ride their bike. Everybody's riding their bike. So all of a sudden now it's like the warehouses are backed up a day, two days, three days. So it was taking longer to get the parts if they were in stock. But majority of the stuff that you need for your routine stuff, stators, voltage regulators, batteries, starters, uh, fuel-related items, we have all that in stock. Right. So if something comes Those in... Those are more universal parts. Right. And, and and they cover a gamut of years. Where you start getting into weird things where a guy comes in and he's got like a... Um, it's a, ro- a street glide and he has a broken bracket or something like that. And you got to order the bracket because it's just... Yeah, they break. You sell two a year. You don't need to tie $45 up in the inventory because of that. So, you know, you might have to wait for it. Right. Um, but the majority of the stuff for us, we have all the gaskets... You know, we have all the brake pads. We have, you know, two different flavors, so you can get better ones or the, the good ones. We don't sell cheap shit, you know. So if somebody calls me, well, I need cheap pads, well, I'm not that person. Right. I had a guy, he got a flat tire today. He was going to Santa Barbara, he needed, and then he rode it flat for so long, the, inter, the inside of the, the tire was blistering. Now your tire's no good. I need a new tire. Uh, the best deal I can get you on this size tire is 180 bucks. I'll take off another $40 to help you out. Can you tell it? Well, we did, (laughs) and we did. I mean, he called it, you know, at 4.15 or whatever it was. Dude, I'm on the side of the road. Can you come and get me? We did. He wasn't from around here. Yeah. And we went and towed him, got him back, fixed it. And he's just, oh, I don't have the money. And I'm like, hold on. Let me go see if I got a used tire in the back that's better than what, obviously, you have nothing. We found a tire that was in really good condition, gave him that tire, got him on the road, and he was a happy camper. Sometimes it's not always like, 
you know, that's what you go to the dealer. They would never do that. There's a liability thing. There's this, there's that, you know, and it's sometimes it's like, you know what? Yeah. They have that rule in there because the one person, you know, but then there's sometimes it's, I think there's a, if you have a paper trail, you have this, it's like, that person's never been here before. You know what I mean? You, once again, goes back to when you consider price alone, that's the only thing I could have said, Nope, there's no choice. He would have spent the money. Right. I had to make the call to say, you know what? This tire is good. I would run it. Let's put it on your bike. Then let's send you down the road. You know what I mean? And it, it's it's a it's a it's a wobbler. You can go either way. Right. You know what no, I mean? It, Which is good or not. But I think the karma is that it's gonna reach and he's been a customer of ours and it's gonna be he's gonna be happy with that. Yeah. Is what no, it, and, and, and I think there is unfortunately there is situations that people can't fucking afford it. You know, there, there's there's the penny pinchers that like, hey, man, I want something cheaper. Get me a used tire. Oh, look, I crashed because you're a fucking tire. I'm suing or whatever <laughs> the case is. Or there's an issue. Right? There's a problem. Don't but say then, that. That'll be my next. Like, I don't even know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. But the, but there is people that are super grateful that, the, you know, something like that, because they're they're in a budget. They really can't afford it and they need it. And this is their transportation, you know, rain or shine. And this is how they get to fucking work. And, and it's a big deal for them. But, yeah, I, I see why the, sh- the Harleys and the shops are like, you know what, let's just make it a rule across the nation because we have 150 or 200 dealers, whatever the case is. Yeah, but they think a big pop. Oh, it's the dealer. They got money. Sue them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it, so I get it. I totally understand that. You know? And then it's fucked up about the dealers is that all the dealers are independently owned. So when you sue a fucking dealer, that's another headache for Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all complicated. What's the good thing about owning a fucking business? What's the happy moments? What, what besides doing something that you love so much? You know, what's the reward? Do you like these challenges? No, I, I, I honestly, I was just in Oregon, and I got to the point where I missed um, being at work. You know, the wife, so she's a workaholic. I like being here. I like working. Um, if I go on vacation, five days is probably the max. Yeah. To where I'm like, oh, man, I, I'm, you know, I want to go back to work. Um, we have a bunch of good guys here that a- after all the years I, that I could leave and not come back and with a plethora of problems. That takes forever, too, huh? You know what I mean? How long, how many years before you were operating that you were able to finally just walk away? Because <laughs> um, people don't know that part. People think that when you own a business, you work less, you come in late, geez. you leave early. It's a piece of cake, but... They don't know the real challenge. I don't know what cake they're eating. Um, <clears throat> I think it's taking. A good 15 years to get to the point where, you know, at least I'm like. I don't have to go to work today, which never happens. Right. I don't have to. All right. And, you know, I got to run an errand, you know, hey, you need to take care of this. I mean, I have a bunch of good guys and I try to take care of my people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you, you know, just like uh, a week a week ago, we have a a limousine. It's a staff car, if we can call it or whatever you want. We call I saw it, you guys went to the steakhouse, right? Yeah, we call it the stripper van. Mastros. And, uh, and we went to Mastros, and that cost a couple bucks. And I planned for it. A few bucks. It was a couple more than I anticipated because they got a little more happy. And I'm like, yeah, it's what what you know. But it's worth it. It's the it, community it, you built. It's we your had a team. good time. You know yeah. what I mean? And and they all loaded. You know, most of them went in the in the stripper van, and they have music and all the lights and all the stuff. We had a blast. 
It you went from mean? limo to stripper van. Well, and that's, that's <laughs> that what escalated I, I, really that, quick. That, that, that's where it really, really is, you know. But um, all our vehicles, I have a, way too many cars. The wife's like, hey, I'm not buying anything else. Um, I was trying to get one of those new EV1 Hummers, and she's like, I'm glad they're, the reserve list is full. But uh, um, the, the, we have, you know, I have a Snap-on truck. says my garage on it. I park it by the freeway. We move it around. That's awesome. Um, I have the one that I call it. We call it the um, ice cream truck, which is the one here in the corner over here. It's the smaller of the the vehicles. And then one of the guys that he's no longer here found this van that it was a party bus. And uh, I bought it. And we took all the wraps off of it and we cleaned it up. And it's, we've had it for about a year. And finally, it's like, okay, it's going to get, says my garage on it. It's going to say my garage. And it's going to say where your Harley wants to party. Because that's going to be our like, what are you doing? Psh, let's throw some beer in it. Let's go. Let's go rock out. And uh, we, when we took it to Mastro's, it was like the best thing. Here we are pulling up to Mastro's. You're talking like steakhouse to steakhouses, and and uh, and all these hoodlums roll out of this vehicle. Yeah. And uh, that's not even all of us. And and then when we're done, they took it to some other place, and people are like, dude, how much does it cost to rent that thing? And and add the service manager. He's a he doesn't drink, and he's like, uh, this is our private uh, vehicle for our staff. You know, they're like, no way for, for our lunch, you know, for our daily lunch, it just got, you know, all this stuff going <laughs> yeah. on. And so it, it, we had a lot of, it, we had a lot of fun, you know, and to me, that's what it's about. It's like, you know, Mike's like, Hey, you, you know, he, he's here tonight. He's like, you want me to stay for the thing? I'm like, yeah, you never know. I don't know what's going to happen or whatever. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, he lives in Fillmore and I'll take him home. You know, it's not a big deal. I mean, to me, it's like when you come here as a team member, you're, you're, you're all family. Right. You know, I've had guys that have hard times and, hey, I need this or I need that. If I'm able to take care of it, I will. Um, but when they say, what do you get? What's the best thing out of business? The smile on people's faces. You know what I mean? The customers are like totally like oh, their eyes are just like, do this thing's badass or I'm happy as a camper. But for me lately has been I go, I've been not so much this year, but la the last few years going to different places across the country and because of our Instagram and the stuff, the videos that I shoot and do my little whatever, it's just all natural. I'm just, you know, crazy. And people know me. Yeah. You know, they're like, hey, because I do this and I start off with, hey, this is Jim from my garage. I thought you were going to do a lot right now. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't, you know, break your ears. But um, just like we were on the radio, you know, they, it was like, okay, you need to have some intro music. And I'm like, all right, well, I like this ACDC thing. So they started off with that and. And then I, you know, right in the middle of it, I'm like, hey, this is Jim and Mark Garage. Hey. And then we go into the whole, do the whole thing. And it blows my mind. You know, I mean, there was a time when uh, I'm on bucket list stuff. So the wife, being a Navy brat, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take you places where you've never been. So we flew to upstate New York to a town where I used to live. And then we're going to drive down to New York City and we stayed in Times Square. So on the way down, I call and in my in my reps like, hey, you know, there's this cool place. It's called uh, this old seventy six house. It's been there since seventeen seventy six. George Washington, you know, would drink there. It's the first pub in the United States. Perfect. We're going there. Absolutely. So we're going there. We're shooting the shit or whatever, and eat, eating dinner, doing our thing. And this chick comes up and sits at the table. I'm like, looking at her. She's looking at me, and I'm like, uh, what do you <laughs> say to that? And she goes, You're that guy. I'm like, okay, like, am I on TV? Am I wanted for something or whatever? I mean, what are, we, what are you saying? You're that guy from Ventura. You're Jim from my garage. I'm like, shut the fuck up. 
She goes, no, I follow you. I'm like, you're ridiculous. And it just blows How my mind. How much did my wife pay you to fucking right? say that? It, it just blows my mind. And and it's a, it's social media. The, it, it, it's crazy. It, and it drives her batshit crazy. She's just, oh, rolls her eyes and she walks away. This time she couldn't. There was a time we would do, they do the Oak Heart concert in Thousand Oaks with the country concerts and stuff. Yeah. And um, where she works, uh, they donate a bunch of water. And so she gets free tickets and whatnot. And so we go in there and um, we're walking around and we're just, you know, it's our my time off finally. And there's this guy from a distance going, hey, say it, say it. I'm like, huh? Say it, say it. I'm like, is this guy drunk? I and mean, what's his story? Whatever. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Whatever. It's just, you know, dude, you're from my garage, right? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, say it. And he goes, I go, I'll be right back. So I go in and we're looking for cowboy boots for whatever. And I come back out. I had a digest what this guy looking was saying. For cowboy boots or you know? whatever. <laughs> right? <laughs> Very low key. Like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I'm like, what, what, is he, what is it you want? So yeah. we come back out. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? He goes, dude, I don't even own a motorcycle. You're fucking hilarious. Yeah. And I'm like, really? He's like, you got to say it. I go, let's shoot a video. I'm like, all right. He's like, oh. So I put my arm around his shoulder and I do the whole selfie thing. I'm like, hey this shit from my garage and this guy lit up like 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 a christmas tree yeah it was crazy and we just talked to whatever and just did our little thing and he's just fist pumping dude so cool the blah 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 he just thought it was the best thing on the planet so that i think is cool when people get excited about that and now we go places and i'm like hey this is where i'm at if you happen to be in the area and you want a beer i'll buy you a beer or whatever had some customers we get people come from all over california and we had a couple of guys that came up and bought a bunch of stuff from, I don't even know where the shit, somewhere, three hours away. And uh, they came late, and everybody's already leaving, and it's a Wednesday. The wife works late, so I'm like, you know, we're talking. We're just talking, like, you know, well about whatever. And, and, and they're like, dude, we need to come back and, and talk some more and have a beer or whatever. And I go, well, frankly, the boss is working late, so if you guys want to go have a beer, I'll buy. And they're like, let's go. And we went to Crony's. And then we were at Cronies hanging out, and I shot a video when we were there, you know, just to, just to do it, you right. know, and scared the shit out of probably everybody there. All of a sudden, some guy screaming, you know, and uh, but they all know me, the staff there, and everything, yeah, and they yeah. thought it was totally cool or whatever. But I think that's probably what the funnest part of it is, you know, and it happens more often than than I think, you know, because but, it's but crazy. did you when when did that? I'm just going to call it a character for the sake of a character. But when did that character, when did you know, like, that's that's what I want to do? And that, that this is who I'm going to create for this image. Because you've been here, what, 15 plus years? Well, my I haven't been. I've owned my garage for um, about 10 years. We've Ten been in this years. location for three and a half. Plus the other store was, I think, eight. Yeah, so it's a little over 10 years. Um, when did that intro, when did that intro, well, when did that character come into play? And you were like, you know what, fuck it. I, I'm going to rock and roll with this. I'm a I'm an old guy, so I was never in Instagram. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was barely into Facebook, and the joke is, is Facebook's for old people and and not for young people anymore. They're into Instagram, right. and you need to have no, an no, Insta- the new ones, uh, Snap and all that. In- oh. Instagram is for and TikTok and everything. Yeah. And I have TikTok I got some young kids, kids, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh, it drives me crazy. My daughter worked here all summer long, and uh, anyways, that was all the stuff. I'm like, you're driving me nuts, but um. I started creating an Instagram. I started posting stuff, started some doing some things. And then I'm like, well, hey, let's, you know, let's melt, let's put this out there. And I started doing some videos, this, that, whatever. And then just one day I'm like, hey, this is Jim from my garage. Come on down, check it out. This, blah, 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 you know, and you're like, and that was the end of it. And then all of a sudden it was like, thumbs up, 
dude, that's cool. That's this. I'm like, okay, well, let me do it again. And uh, that was like two and a half years ago, really, yeah. when we just kind of got the thing going. And um, the next thing you know, it's, you know, it's, it's like, and then it, like I said, I have no filter and, and I do some stuff and, and people are like, dude, that's hilarious. Yeah. You know, or I get, I run into people like, if, you know, talking about and they're like, dude, I'm at, I'm, I'm on my phone. I mean, you know, everything's cool. The wife's in the other room and all of a sudden my phone goes, Hey, this is Jim from my garage. Hilarious. Yeah. And then the wife's like, Oh my God, it's that guy again. What do you, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it's like, when are we going to go visit him or, you know, it's stuff like that. And it's just, I'm like, seriously, you know, dude, it's crazy. It's catchy. You know, we had some people come from Riverside. It was a whole suburban full of two families. You know, this was a, probably a couple months ago and they come in with all the kids and that's that, whatever. And, and, uh, I'm like, dude, you, we ship, you know, though, dude, we had to meet you. Yeah. The wives wanted to see who was making all this noise. I'm like, seriously? You know, yeah. So they wanted to shoot a video. We shot one in the parking lot. And then it turned into my arms only so long. So when you hold your phone sideways, it shoots bitching. But when it posts it, you can only post half the video. So the one guy got cut off. So I posted it. And the dude's like, man, that's bullshit. Because I was there too. So then I posted right. the other half of the video. So they got it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then we have Hot Wheels on the wall over there. Kids come in. And I'm like, you want a Hot Wheel? They're over there by the door. Eye level. Eye level. Ah. And uh, you can't see him I from can't here, see yeah. but we probably spend. Oh, I don't even want. I probably about a grand a year on Hot Wheels. It started several years ago. And during the summer, kids would come in and they're running around like crackheads. And the parents nowadays they don't say shit. So I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. So I bought some Hot Wheels. So when the kids come in, here, go play with this. <gasps> they go out there. They're doing their thing, and um, I'm like, dude, that's brilliant. So now the kids are occupied. Right. So now I could talk Upsell. to the, no, I, I'm kidding. I could now <laughs> I could talk to the parent that you know, the dad usually, and you know, it's one thing, and you're like, okay, this is totally cool. So then we started I you know, telling the way, hey, we gotta get Hot Wheels. So now we, we go on with we just went to Target and I literally cleared out the whole thing. And I I tried to cherry pick the cool ones. Right. Did not get some dumb ones that I don't like. Yes. And uh, and you can see, I mean Lady I, have, Bug I have the Hot cool Wheels. some Hot Wheels that I collect over like, dude, that's a cool one. I'm gonna save that one. Um, but that's just, just kind of been a thing. And, and sometimes we, you know, in the area here where we're at, there's sometimes moms push their kids and, and I, I'm like, Hey, you know, have your son come over here and I have a hot wheel. I feel kind of chimish, you know, like, Oh my God, they're freaking some creeper, but I'm just a nice guy. Right. You know, have him figure, Oh, that's cool. The best one was probably summertime. This little kid is like two years old, riding a tricycle. Rides down the street here in front of the store early in the morning. It's like 7.30. His dad's walking with him. I've seen him a few times. Finally, I'm like, okay, enough is enough. I see him again. I'm like, hey, um, would you like to have your son get a, a Hot Wheels? What's a Hot Wheels? I'm like, you don't know what a Hot Wheels is? Well, no. And and through the conversation, through that time, initially, you know, found out the guy works for National Geographic. He's a photographer. He's from South Africa. Totally cool guy. Never had a Hot Wheels in his life. Jeez. I gave his kid his very first Hot Wheel he ever had in his life. And he I took it out of the package, gave it to him, and he was in the middle of the street playing with it. And I'm thinking, this is probably not the best thing. So you need to come over here. But he kept going over there and playing with it. So I started taking pictures and doing some stuff and sent them to the wife. And check this out. This is totally cool. And it's just the guy was like, dude, this is totally cool. Came in, showed the kid the bikes, and he likes cars, trucks. He's just at that age. And uh, then one day his mom's walking by, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Let me give him another one. And now they now he's got, like, a train of, like, eight cars. And uh, he just loves them. 
you know, he lines them up and does his thing. And I'm like, you know what? That's cool because I, I like it because I gave him his first one. Right. You know, and, and you know, he comes in, he, he's on his trike, and he looks at all the bikes all the time now. And, you know, it's just, it's, it to me, it's life's too short not to have fun. Yeah. You know, like we're yeah, doing. Yeah, people take it too fucking serious. Oh, it's ridiculous. We're building. I had a 20, I had my 2019 CVO, brand new, showroom floor, had it for two days, brought it in the store, disassembled the entire motorcycle on the showroom floor. Like from where we're sitting, had a desk here that had hoist sitting right here, and then all along the a table stacked up with all these parts on it. Totally took it apart. People are like, "What are you doing? Yeah. Are you oh, fucking? Dude, <laughs> you just took a sixty thousand dollar motorcycle yeah. and completely took it apart." I'm like, "Wait until I'm done." Yeah. And uh, we built the whole thing, and and then a couple uh, Instagram guys picked it up, posted it. We we've waited enough. I got to post these pictures, and they call they send me a message. Look, you do your shit broke the internet. I'm like. What does that mean? Dude, it's the biggest post we've ever had. You got like 80,000 likes. And, uh, and I'm like, no way. You know, and then I went to Arizona for Arizona Bike Week. This was last year. And everybody knew that bike. You know, dude, that thing's the shit. I'm like, wow, cool. I'm walking around. Dude, you're the guy. You built it. I'm like, dude, I'm not even buying my bike. I mean, but they, they know. It's totally cool. You know what I mean? So I, I try to, you know, and I try to, and I don't have a, I try not to have a ginormous head. Yeah. You know what I mean? We do stupid stuff. I printed out stickers. I do stupid things. I rode a monkey and I had a helmet on with goggles and made a stupid face. And I'm like, dude, that's funny shit. So let me make a sticker out of it. And all of a sudden, now, dude, we want stickers. You know, my daughter's going to the University of Oregon. She's like, I need stickers. I'm like, what do you mean? All my friends that I have at school, all their parents now follow you on Instagram and they don't even have a bike. I'm like, that's hilarious. It, I'm like, it's amazing. It, it just, I'm like, okay, I'll send them some stuff, you know? And, uh, so, and, and that's a lot of the fun. You know, I had some guys recently talking, he goes, dude, I have a cousin. He, you know, he works for this thing. You should have a show. Well, I don't know if I need to have a show, but I don't know what you could. Why not? What, what you but why not? A, what you have, I don't know. I don't know. Why the fuck not? The local people, the, the celebrities, the knowledge, the information, the mechanics, how to maintain your bike. Be, all, the show would be beep. Beep, beep, good, beep, good. Fuck, 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 a pod one? Fuck I'm him. like, are, <laughs> <laughs> well, no I, thanks. I know, I and I know what they are, and and we used to have this thing. We used to shoot and just do a little blurb. And I've had people, and we had some chairs over there. It was a lounge, and and you know, I'd be like, hey, this is Sunday mornings with Jim with my garage or whatever, and we just talk about you know different things, you know, yeah. different people and di part of the industry, and, and you know this, that, whatever. And it was just something we do, and uh, you know, it was just fun. We stopped doing it. People were like, you can do that again, man. It takes so much time. I'm, I'm the one that goes out and buys stupid shit, like that little clacker thing, what they have for movies, you know, that, Oh yeah. yeah. You know, cut. It, cut. It, yeah. yeah. Action. Action. And we yeah. put that in there and it, to me, it's all about the props and the dumb stuff. And, right. And, and I like making people laugh. I, I guess it really comes down to is I like people laugh. make them laugh. Yeah. You know, I have, my mind's constantly running. You know, I tell the wife stuff all the time and, and, and literally it's, it's like, Oh, and people are like, you have to deal with this all the time. Is he just like this right now? She goes, it's constant, you know? And I'm Day like, Day and night, it's, that's it's, him. It's, it's, it's like, and she's the complete opposite. She's super conservative, super sweet. And I'm just the one that comes in and go, 
you know, I'm not this bad, but I'm like, I just want to grab your ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it, it, I don't say that, but it's, she knows there's certain things that I say when it comes up, my mind just goes that way. Yeah. Like we're in Oregon. She's going to kill me right now. We're in Oregon. <laughs> we, 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 uh, getting ready to, uh, we go to bed, do her thing, and uh, we didn't do no thing, but you know what I mean. But Something. She wakes up the next morning. She's wearing these, like, leopardy-looking pajama things or whatever. Right. And I'm looking at her, and I'm on my phone or whatever, and I looked at her, and I said, you know, I, I look at those pants, and I just want to go, Rawr! and she's just <laughs> like, oh, my God, rolls around. She goes, this is ridiculous. But it's just it was just something to make her laugh because right. it was stupid, you know? And, uh, and I that, get, that's good that she shares that sense of humor. It's well, yeah, she probably killed me a long time ago, right? You know, but um, but I guess you know what life has gone to the point where you know, uh, I, I uh, like to make people laugh, you know what I mean? Sometimes at your expense, I apologize, you know what I mean, or even at my expense, whatever it, it's, I say whatever, and you know, and people are gonna laugh, and you might not be because it was about you, but it is what it is, and everybody right. else is cracking up because they know you're a schmuck, um. It's like the bike we're building. We're taking a big wheel bike, and I started calling it the transgender reassignment surgery because nice, it's going nice. from a big wheel bike. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we had to scale it back a little bit, so we just called it the you know the gender rear. I don't know whatever it is now, but reassignment surgery. And uh, my first thing was I said, well, you know, we're gonna name this thing Balls Deep because Ball, yeah. I'm gonna be into this thing's Balls Deep. We're going for it, you know. And, uh, and the other one, the one that the, the CVO was done, I'm like, man, I'm sitting here at my desk looking at it going, this is one sexy bitch. I'm like, that's it. That's the name. Hashtag sexy bitch. And that's, everybody knows that bike is sexy bitch. So I think this one I, I came up with, I think it's going to be life's good because it's giving me the opportunity to do stuff. And, and, uh, you know, it's just another bike build of doing things that people say that can't be done. Not everything, but. You know, I just like that stuff. And it might take me until springtime to get it done. I'm not in any hurry. Yeah. We're doing it on the showroom floor. People come in and check it out. And, you know, it's about, you know, showing them new product and, and buying stuff and selling stuff and giving ideas and trying to create a new market for the older bikes to go, hey, you could do this too. You don't have to go out and spend 10 or 20 grand on a, on a new bike. We could take your old one and then go from there. And you're ahead of the game that much, you know, so. Yeah, people don't realize how much it costs, especially when people are getting started, how much it costs to, you know, build up your bike or, you know, change the look of it. Or well, it, it's, it's, there are a lot of things that are expensive. There's a, a seat company that'll go nameless, Settlement, and they make an awesome seat. They're or totally bitching. Um, they have map pricing. So with their map pricing, basically it says, do not even hint that you're going to give a discount on any type of advertising. I can sell it for whatever I want, but I just can't say what I'm selling it for. So um, there is all last year I was in so much trouble with these guys. Like, dude, you're, we're going to cut you off for 30 days. I'm like, cut me off. I got fucking $40,000 in seats in the back. I mean, you're not, you know, you're not going to, yeah, you're not killing yeah. me. But I am so Mr. Goody Two-Shoes to a certain degree to where I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And, I'll put on the know, fucking just, mask for you know, a second. You know, let me, right? And let me just do it, you know, I'll, I'll, or I'm sorry. or this. Then I, there's another, all right, another dealer's complaining. I'm like, about what? They, well, they said you said this. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's freaking ridiculous. Tell them to mind their own business. You know what I mean? It's like, who? can you tell me, tell me who it is so I can send them some tissue? Because this shit's getting old. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, but we got it worked out to where I know what I can and can't say. It took some time and, 
And uh, now we're the largest saddleman seat dealer in the United States, Holy which shit. is totally cool. I was like, you know, I, I set uh, goals, you know, and that's in business. You talk about business. People don't set goals for themselves, you know, and I put goals that are out there, you know, and I'm, I'm like, I said, I don't need to know who it is, but who sells the most shit? Right. How much do they buy? They buy this much money. I'm like, whoo, really? I'm only 20 grand out. I could do this, you know, and one thing leads to another. And I was like, who, where are we at? I'm like, dude, I'm like 20 grand past where you said I was. Dude, you're like, the, you're the biggest guy in the country. I'm like, that's totally bitching. Um, and I'm, I, I get crazy like that. You know, like Mike one day was ordering some part, uh, ordering exhaust from a company. And I need two of these, three of those. And, and the guy's like, I'm sorry, but you've already, you know, purchased your allotted exhaust for the year. And he's like, what? Excuse me? I'm like, what do you, I can't buy anymore. And, he, and I go, what are you talking about? And he tells me, and I go, are you serious? He's like, yeah. He's, he says, you're the second second biggest guy we have. And I'm like, oh, second biggest. Well, how many more do I not need to buy so I can be the biggest? Yeah. Well, he says, you're only seven out. I said, okay, well, tell him we want 12 more exhausts so I can be the number one dick. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and tell the fucking number one guy he's not the number one guy anymore. Yeah, you call that fucking guy. I don't know who he is. I really don't care, but you know what? We're going to be that guy. And uh, so I talked to him the other day. I'm like, hey, off this, that, whatever. And, and, you know, she goes, dude, your name's on this thing more than anybody's. You sell a ton of shit, and we appreciate it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's, it's, I, I, you know, I appreciate it. You know, I'm glad you're selling me this stuff. I mean, you know, we're doing this, and we're doing that, you know, and, and, uh, and, it, and that's just the tip of it. And there's other things that we sell a lot of. There's some other people that sell more. Right. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Be that. But I want your business. I, what is it going to take for me to earn your business? You need right. a blowjob? I'm not doing it, but I yeah. guarantee you, I'll find somebody who will. Twenty minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give me some time. I'm yeah, like, you, 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 whoever, call some. Hey, chick, uh, yeah. could you do me a favor? What do you want me to? Do? Oh, you know what? Just you know, yeah. I can't say no. I mean, come on. So everybody's it, doing it. You know? Everybody's doing it. Yeah, <laughs> right. come on. You know what's the big deal? The but, cool kids, right? So it's you know, but I'm I'm down. It's there again. It's like I have customers that are in, in all over the country. We just sold some seats, three settlement seats to, where was that, Mike? Where did we send those seats to in Malaysia? I don't know. It's somewhere where we're there, and it was hilarious because they they're all excited. They're posting the stuff and they're tagging us in it, and they're you know they're 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 not saying and spelling settlement right, but they're like totally stoked. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're like Dude, that's totally. I like that. They're so happy that we are able to take care of them. That's what makes me happy. What what you percentage? Um, curiosity. What percentage is uh, local sales versus uh, shipping? I don't know. Um, my daughter won't give me those numbers. Um, as much as I try to stay on top of it, I think, um, 20%, you know, yeah. is probably out of state stuff. You know what I mean? Um, whether a lot of it's in state, you know, if people come in from, you know, all over California, you know, um, when you go to the swap meet, you know, people are like, you know, there again, you go to the swap meet, you're like, dude, I followed you. And they're like, you know, they got the guy from, uh, uh, storage wars there. Yep. 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 Know? Yep. Yep. And, uh, I punked that guy. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I'm yelling. Yep. <laughs> and, but, uh, uh, you know, people come up and they're like, you're like, man, I follow you. And this, that you have this. I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. Here, here's a t-shirt for your chick. Yeah. This won't fit her. I go, dude, those things are going to look great <laughs> yeah. in that. You know what I mean? Put yeah. it on. Trust me. You'll love it. 
But um, it, it's just the notoriety is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I want to make it bigger as, as big as I can get it. You know what I mean? You know, if I could, you know, I want their business. Yeah. You know, whether you're buying parts, you're doing it yourself, or you're bringing your bike here, I want your business, you know, because yeah. um, I want you to be happy, and we're getting, you know, more and more people are doing it. And, well, uh, you're doing it. You're doing it, and you're doing a great thing. And, and I want to say congratulations to that. Why? Well, I, I, pr- I thank you. You and, know, and, and uh, it's question, a lot of work. I want to ask you a question. Would you agree with the statement that most businesses fail because they don't stay open long enough? You mean time wise? Time wise, like you know, somebody no. will spend like a shitload of money. They'll open up a business, you know, for a year or two, and then they'll just close down. And it's like I think I, I think. Well, I think the number one reason businesses fail is because of poor paperwork. That's the number one reason. Um, they don't know what they have in inventory. They don't treat, uh, keep track of their invoicing like they should. Um, they have just poor, you know, management skills of, you know, they don't know what money they have or this, that, whatever. It's just, I think it's a paperwork problem. It's a paper uh, trail. It's a, it's exactly. And I think that's the biggest issue. Like, so accounting. Up, yeah, well, not so much accounting. That's a money-related thing. It's just everything in general. Everything Inventory. It's everything knowing what you have. And and uh, the general manager, uh, Mike Merritt, for Drag Specialties, he's out of Texas. I talk to him all the time, and he tells me there's shops that are just like, they write everything down. I'm like, how do they do that? He's like, dude, I don't, they don't even have computers. I'm like, no way. I don't know how they do it. And I'm computer stupid. Right. You know, but I got to do what you got to do. And I mean, we use a software that you know, allows us to do what we do. And I don't know how we do without it. You know, I'm even though it's a mic, I'm like, do we have the seat? Yeah, we have the seat. Or do we have this? Yeah, we have that. I know. I know there's a lot of stuff we have, but there's a constant inventory rollover of certain custom things, you know, that you know we got to keep track of. And if you don't have it, how are you going to sell it? Somebody calls it, you have this. I'm like, no. And you'd have it. And, you're, and you walk all over. Like, Damn, I got that. And I think it's I think that's the biggest mistake. I'm open from nine to five, you know, um, Saturday from nine to three, before and after hours is by appointment. You know, people are like, well, what time do you open? Nine. I'm in there. I'm here at eight o'clock. I might be there at seven thirty. Right. You know, well, are you going to be there at five thirty? Well, you know what? If you call me at four and remind me, I will wait. Yeah. You know, generally speaking, I'm the first asshole here, and I'm the last asshole to leave. You know, and there's times where we're, we were open on Mondays from 10 to two. Um, and it was, it was huge and it continued to be huge, but it got so much. I'm like, oh, dude, I need a break. Yeah. I, I can't do it anymore. You know, I'm, I'm working, uh, you know, six days a week and, and I'm working. You know, well, it's good. You fucking schedule that Sunday off, you know, which most, hours. yeah, which, which is motorcycle shops that, you know, it's a standard, but it's good to have that off. Cause it, I bet you, if you were open, you'd be here Sunday too. Probably. Yeah. You know, and I, and I'd like to, honestly, at some point I'd like to be open seven days a week. I mean, I have plans for get rid of this COVID bullshit scam they have going on to where we have a patio outside. I want to create this to be a destination. Are, are you allowed to do events and have you done events? Um, I decline to answer that question. <laughs> um, we've had a few things, people that gathered, uh, that were socially distanced outside and everything. So it was good, but, um, you know, one of our techs was killed in a motorcycle crash this year. Um, Sorry to hear that. And, uh, oh, no worries. I, I appreciate that it happens. I mean, that's just part of the, you know, the job. But, um, you know, he left, you know, uh, some kids behind. And, and uh, he was the biggest pain in my ass 
but I loved him to death and we were, you know, we would try to, you know, take care of him. And so we had a big event for him and people came out of the woodwork and we were able to generate a nice sizable amount of money for the family, you know, or the, you know, the, his kids and stuff, which to me, it was, that's what it was yeah. about, you know, but, um, so we've had our, we, we do our stuff. I try to do yeah. as much as we can, you know, um, it's tough. You know, it's like, everybody's like, can you have a, a toy box for toys this year? I'm like, oh man, it's like, you know, how do we say no to that? And yeah. so it costs me more money because I got it. She, I just got it the other day. I know I'm going to be the jackass that's going to have to put toys in it because customers, they just don't, they don't know or they don't bring it or, you know, so it is what it is. So that's okay. You know, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's, I think it's, you know, as much as we try to be prosperous, um, I'm not rich by any means, but I just like to, you know, if, if I stop giving back and doing what I enjoy doing, I probably have more money. Right. But you know what? It's not worth it. You can't take it with you. You know what I mean? I, there was a joke where some guy died and, and, uh, his check, his wife wrote him a check and she put it in his casket here. Now you can take your money to, you know, to your grave. But, uh, to me, that's, it's, you know, it's a bad joke, <laughs> <laughs> but I think she did. No, no, no. I get I, it. I, I think, get it. I think it's great. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But, uh, uh right. But, but some but, people, I, I see what you're saying. You, you, you almost want to, you're not that you're investing, but you want to put it back into the community and if well, it can yeah. help, you know, it's going to come back. That, that, that's, well, I hope that's it does. I mean, things it, have it slowed does. down recently. We have this clusterfuck of an election thing still going on. Yeah. Everybody's got we, their We opinion. don't know who won. We, we don't we, know. Hey, I have my know. opinion of I hope, I, you know, who does win. I have some people that don't like me because of my opinion, but it is what it is. And, I, I you know, I don't get into that kind of thing just because you're, you know, losing. Oh, that guy's a dumb motherfucker. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. But my business, you know, things have been good, you know, yeah. and. and uh, It's been thriving. A it, lot of businesses got shut down, so you're in a very it, good place. I, well, you know, that they're and I feel bad for those people. It's like they're closing down. Do. They just closed down indoor ni- uh, dining again in Ventura County. I'm and like. It's going to happen in L.A. For what? Yeah. Well, it's the same shit. You're gonna make me wear a mask through the freaking restaurant. Isn't it kind of like having a pissing area in the swimming pool? Yeah, we're all breathing, the, and then you wear a mask that does what? Not a goddamn fucking thing. Excuse my French, but I'm sick of fucking masks. Yeah, air will flow to its least resistance. It's like water. So if you don't have a mask, like a respirator, you're gonna suck in whatever it is you're breathing, regardless. Yeah, because all the mask does is create a barrier that makes you suck it in through a different direction. Right. So reality is, is you're being more prone to get sick than you would without a mask because you're fidgeting with it. You're touching the damn thing. Well, the, the, the whole thing, if you look at germs, it's like we're supposed to play outside and get yes. sick and fucking, you know, get I used to eat dog germs. shit. That's, that, that's what it is. I don't get sick. Yeah, I used you know to play I mean? in the sewers as a kid, you know, I used yeah. to grab the BMX bikes and ride all over. Yeah, the, you did that too. Oh, literally. I'd go from like yeah. city to city by via sewer. Yeah, you know? I did it in Camarillo, all the storm drains. Yeah, could, the storm drains. Could, yeah. A couple of buddies of mine, we get on the bikes and there's sometimes we pop out in a new construction area and there's a security you, you, guy. Yeah, you'd pop up. Exactly. And, and there's a, there. I remember this one. It's like we popped up out and there's a security dude and he started and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so scared. I'm the fat fucking guy that's not going to be able to outride all these other dudes, right? You know what I mean? And I got to the point where you ever just ran your ass off or rode something so hard, you're like, dude, I feel. That's the way it was. I'm like, Jeez. well, we got out of there. But I, yeah, that's what we did as a kid. Right. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, the lights are on, it's street lights are on. We're gonna, you know, start thinking about going inside. When I grew up in Japan, that's exactly what it was in Miami. 
as soon as the lights were on, because there wasn't cell phones, there wasn't yeah. pagers, you know, like as soon as the lights on, you got to get home. Yeah, you, you get beat up, if you, you know, by parents. Well, and not that my parents would beat me up; they would just no, they smack you around a yeah, little smack bit. Smack you around, you know what I mean? You deserve yeah. it. You know what I mean? Smack you with that freaking Hot Wheels track up against your ass yeah. or a belt or whatever they had access yeah. to. Or whatever. You know how long those lights been on? Well, actually, I don't have a watch. I have no fucking <laughs> right? idea. I, have no, I don't know. None of the, about the lights, but that one was flickering, so I wasn't quite sure if it's yeah. coming on or not coming uh, on or whatever. But I I was always growing up, you abuse it, you lose it. Right. So I'm like, eh, I'll push it to the envelope. I, would, I, I grew up in Okinawa, Japan, lived there for almost five years. And uh, most of my friends were Japanese. Um, uh, I have a sister that's not really a sister, but we're that close. She's like a sister. I just visited her in, up in Oregon. And, um, but we're into the street races, like hardcore, you know, 16-year-old. To drive there, you have to be 18 unless you're military. And on base, you can drive at 16. So I got my license there. And we go to the street races every weekend, street racing in the street and stuff like that. And, and um, that's what developed, you know, my whole lifestyle. You know, because when I came back here, because um, I was there at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, I just had to call my parents. It's 12 o'clock. I put in freaking 100 yen into the telephone machine, and I'm like, uh, I'm good. I'm in Naha. Okay, stay out of trouble. And that was it. And never had any issues. And uh, when I came here, I went, you know, went to school. I started racing race cars at Ventura Raceway and uh, did that for several years. And, and, and that turned into a mass of th- stuff. And I promoted. I had Pogs. What kind of cars? Yeah, I remember Pogs. What kind of cars were you racing? Um, I had a, started off with a mini stock, which was a, a modified four-cylinder engine in a, in a little four-banger type car, more yeah, commonly yeah. like a Pano. Right. Um, I had a 1969 <laughs> Toyota Corona I started off with. And um, I traded a pair of 15-inch woofers to, uh, at the time, my sister-in-law for this car. didn't run, and I got some sponsors and built a motor. And my buddies, we bought some sheet, uh, some uh, tubing and bent it and built a cage, and it was cobbled up turd. Jeez. And uh, Marty Desbro, who's a track champion, gave me a fuel cell and some wheels and tires. And before you know it, I'm, I'm running this green turd around the racetrack, you know. And my dad was <laughs> in Desert Storm at the time. Oh. And uh, he comes back and he's like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "You know, what's this fucking turn?" You know, the next thing you know is oh, I need one of those, and we started nice. racing out there. But I had a, a I four modified IMCA, and then I had a sprint car, and I ran a sprint car a couple times, and then um, I f- had to fire the first administration, and and basically stopped, you know, doing stuff, going through a divorce, you lose everything, yeah, and uh, it was worth everything that I lost. And um, it took, you know, a few years to, you know, get back to, you know, actually 14 years to get it to the point where it's at now. But it was worth it. Yeah. But, uh, it you know, it's hard for me to go to the racetrack because I'm Jones and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go race. You know, there's nothing like it. I raced off road for a long time, you know, side by sides and and um, fabricated, built my own race cars. Um, I drove as a factory driver for a company called Canyon Chassis and. And they're heavily heavily involved with Lucas Oil, and and uh, so they Lucas sponsored me. And Forrest Lucas was a, became a good friend, and you know he had rent tracks, and we were like, you need to bring your car out, and we, we raced. We raced all over California. It was cool. That's awesome. But uh, to me, that's what you know. That's a great hobby. You know, too. getting into is an expensive hobby. Very. You know what I mean? But not a lot of hobbies not anymore. Are. Well, yeah, it's better. I think it's better than being a, having a coke habit. Yeah. Because at least you have something to you know trophies or something yeah. and you know, oh, i got that you know what i mean but um but at the end of the day i mean it, it, you know 
that's what I, you know, building cars and fabricating and doing all these things. And then it just rolled into my, you know, working on doing car stereo stuff for so many years. And even when I raced, that's what I did. And uh, then I got out of it. You know, I got pissed off at my job that I had one day and told the lady to go fuck off, threw the keys at her, and I fucking left. Started a construction company that I did construction my whole life on the side, you know, little jobs here and there. My dad was a CB. And uh, we started a construction company, and and uh, that grew into a big thing. And then the the economy changed a little bit, and we had already been doing motor uh, cars, and we got into doing motorcycles. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm over it. I'm going to, I just, I like working on cars and, and I wrenched, I was the ranch. It was me and another guy and we wrenched on bikes and, you know, one thing led to another or we lifted trucks or cars and lower and this, that, whatever. And then really when my garage was, came available for sale, you know, um, the guy was just going to close his doors. I was waiting for that, you know, death moment right? to go in there. And I'm like, I want to buy your phone number. And, uh, he's like, what do you need that for? And I'm like, no wonder you're going out of business. <laughs> and, uh, and I ended up buying it. You know, I had a buddy of mine that hooked me up with some money and bought the place. And it took about a year and a half to get it turned around. Yeah. And, you know, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And we had some hiccups and some stupid shit people, you know, that we talked about previously. But now this is it. You know, we're here. We have, uh, we lease it back from our own corporation. And uh, uh, essentially, you know, I'm not going anywhere. That's fucking you know? awesome. And my rent's cheap. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's considering, you know, but uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, I I, I wouldn't cha- I wouldn't trade it for a million bucks. Yeah, you know, I've thought where I was in Oregon. Oh, God, it would be nice if I had just all this money and I could just not do anything anymore. But then, you know, no, but there's no purpose to that. Yeah, what'd be the point? Yeah, I mean, you know, you need the challenges. If I if I won the lotto tomorrow, I think. Within six months, I would have the baddest freaking motorcycle shop in the United States. Yeah. I, I would just continue to make it more bitching. Yeah. You know, and it might not be here. It might be in a, some dumb ass ginormous warehouse just because. Yeah. Unnecessarily big. Yeah. Just you, because I'll, you lose motorcycles. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Where, where, did, where, 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 where the fuck did I park this thing? Like votes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just t- found 2600 motorcycles over here. You might want to call Fuck. some of these customers. Honey. You know what I mean? This is stupid shit, but yeah. you know, I mean like Dan Tana back in the day, live inside the warehouse. I mean, you know, yeah, I probably would have a trailer inside there. You know what I mean? I'm like, "Hey, sweetie, let's not go home tonight. Why don't you come over here and we'll just stay in inside the trailer inside the shop or something." But you know, you never know. I mean, you got to set goals for yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, Absolutely, you got to set goals. So you never know what's going to happen. You know, you, so. you got to set goals and you got to do things to get you to your goals. You can't just have goals. No, you, you, you know have I mean? to work for it. You got to work for it. You know, you, and, you do. And that's I what mean, people don't get sometimes. I wake up at two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I like that idea. I think that's going to be our new or an advertisement we're going to run or it's going to be this, that, whatever, you know. Um, and, and it's and then it's just maybe that's what made it successful because my mind's constantly or I'll pick up the phone and we're at dinner and she's like, Oh, you really, I go, I got to have this idea or I'm going to forget, you yeah. know? Um, but uh, you know, it, it, but you don't, you can't work half the time and expect all of the time invested to get back. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, you got to put in the time, you know, the tax are like, dude, I only made this much money this week. Well, maybe if you came to work, and you worked, you know, you, you didn't go across the street and get cigarettes or so, beer or soda. Not just kidding on the beer. But, yeah. And, you know, by the time you get working, it's 10 o'clock. 
and then and then you you do some stuff, and then all of a eleven you got to go on your break, and then you do a little bit more, and now it's twelve, and you're going to lunch, and then it's the whole routine, and you're like four thirty wanting to go home. So really, you're working four hours out of the day. So you wonder, you know, you're getting paid time on the job. Yeah, dude, if I was back here, I'd make bank. I got texts that are like. Part the I have one guy that works part time makes good money compared to some of the other guys that work full time because he comes to works he doesn't fuck around, you know. And that's where I look at it. it's like, hey, you want this stuff? Who's going to do it? I mean, like my service manager, he comes in, used to be the one that was always here at seven thirty, comes in at seven thirty eight o'clock. And years ago, I I bought a uh, a brand new dually. We made a tow truck out of it, and uh, I saw that the, the one previous with the whole ramp that yeah. fucking comes out. That thing's amazing. And the previous one we had, um, the wife's father was path, he was getting sick and he was not doing too good. And I, I found this dually. It was super clean. I ended up buying it. And uh, we put a, this hoist in the back, which you saw, and the dually had for about a year and it died. Ooh. So um, we had to get a new truck and it was 2016. And the wife's like, you know, no, and unless it's the same amount of money. So we saved up a bunch of money and bought the truck, got it all done. I drove it around for, I don't know, maybe six months, a year. And the next thing I know, it's gone. I'm like, you don't even really, where the hell, why, where's my truck? It's like, I'm driving my sport. It was gone from your No, fucking Ed. He started driving the truck all the time. Now that fucking guy, that's his personal vehicle, it seems like. I haven't driven the thing. I have not taken that truck home in probably five years. Ed, we did this podcast. We need it back. Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> we need it back. This is why he I, called me over here. Truck, you know, yeah. So, but that's what he drives. You know what I mean? And 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 I bought a motorcycle, and it, then that turned. All of a sudden, now he's riding the bike. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's <laughs> who does like, this guy it, think it, he it, is? Like, I'm like, what are you doing? That's my motorcycle. Yeah, but you're not riding it. And I'm like, oh Jesus. I'm like, oh, hey, but you know what? That's what makes him happy. Right. And that's how that. But that to me, that's all part of the deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you drive a brand new, freaking eighty thousand dollar truck. You know what I mean? You have, you know, he comes in. I go, what are you doing this weekend? He goes, well, I was thinking about riding your bike. What do you think? Can I take out sexy bitch? I'm like, okay, well, you know, no problem. What are you going to say? Whatever. Somebody's got to ride it. I honestly, it's sad. I rode this year, January 1st. That's the only time I rode this year. And then COVID hit and it was all fucked. I was just bad. and then in not April, for riding, but yeah, you've been working. And, and then I'm working. You got to work. I'm, I'm, I was no. like, "What are we gonna do?" I'm like, "They're gonna close us down." I'm shitting my pants. I got this building. I got all these people. I got to keep them fed. I'm, you know, you got to fight fucking California laws, you know what compliance what I mean? I'm, I'm, laws. I'm, I'm are you talk, essential? Right? Are you not essential? I'm telling. I go whether essential or not. I talk to the guys. Like, all right, well, this is the deal. They shut us down. Do you guys want to work at night? <laughs> They're like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, "Perfect." Nice. You know, we'll figure this out. But they never, they never got to that point, and we just—it's been good. But uh, last year, when I was at Arizona Bike Week, there was a run. I was at a Honda dealer, and there's like, dude, what the hell is this thing? It's a Honda Monkey. I'm like, oh, this thing's obnoxiously cool. I had to have one. I came back to California. I'm like, I'm jonesing to buy one. They say I went and bought one. Now I have two of them. And the dumb thing was, is this when I had sexy bitch it was all done, and here I am riding a freaking Honda Monkey, 125 cc. <laughs> Right. To and from work every day, right? Everywhere, every which way, over the sidewalk, through it didn't matter where I went. I'm coming to work, did my thing, and I had a blast. I have more miles on that stupid ass thing than I do than on my road glide. Uh, me too. You know what I mean? It's just so much fun. And then, and then now it's like I haven't ridden, and I'm Jones, and now I'm like, all right, it's time. So now I'm building another bike. Then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go ride that. 
and it makes no sense. I got like freaking eight Harleys. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's 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 about, you know, you want to go ride? Hey, go ride this. I've had people ride bikes or this, that, whatever. It's it's all about, you know, the camaraderie and having a good time. And It's about having fun. You know, it's and, about uh, having fun. I, you know, I bought my Jeep and, and uh, we sell, you know, because of the access, what I did before building vehicles, I have access to all that. So one thing, you know, I bought all the stuff and I'm building the Jeep and, you know, I love it. I'm going to show you a build a buddy of mine did on the Jeep. It's pretty fucking. Jeeps are crazy. I mean, yeah. they have anything but they, 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 and everything. They shipped it to Texas. Yeah. They did the six axles, the six wheels. Oh, yeah, it yeah. It looks fucking beast. Yeah. I've seen those. Crazy. I'm like, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't want to do that. But I, I think some point when the when the motor starts, I get a turbo in it. And I think when it's time to change, I might put a V8 in there. 2021, they're supposed to do a 396, I think, V8 in there, 470 horsepower. That's going to be gnarly. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, hey, life's short, you know. Stop and smell the smell the roses and 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 do whatever you can do. Yeah. You know because and then rip them out of the floor and give them to your wife. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it, it. I don't know. It's you see people that are just so unhappy and even when I'm dealing with stupid shit, I'm like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. It could be worse. You know, there could be a lot of things that are a lot worse. So hey, you just pull up your bootstraps. I think that's what sets. You know, one person apart from the other is how you deal with stuff. It's how you deal with it. Because you know? there's always going to be problems, and there's no such thing as a life with no problems, period. Jim, we're, we're at that two hours. Uh, Jesus real, Christ. Yeah. Let's um, first, home. first, what's your handle? What's your website, Instagram account? Where can everybody see you and find you? Our Instagram is MyGarageVentura. Um, it's simple for the website. It's MyGarageVentura.com. I'm not happy with it. So any web designers out there that want to... Do something cool. Let me know. Big opportunity, guys. Yeah, there you go. And um, we have our Facebook, same thing, My Garage Ventura. Um, and that's really about it. I mean, we're here. You know, I'm always here. Um, I'll talk to whoever. Call me. Don't matter. You got problems? You got problems at home? Call me before <laughs> 9 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and I get people, oh, dude, I got this. I'm like, oh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Last night, my wife told me, <laughs> yeah, you know, she's banging the neighbor. Well, yeah, what? But then bang the neighbor. Yeah, I'll tell her to stop. No, Jim, thank you for your time. Uh, any last advice you want to give to motorcyclists or tell the locals come by specials? Anything? If you have a motorcycle, do me a favor. Jesus fucking Christ, have a AAA card with RV Plus coverage on RV it, please. RV Plus, yes. They tow the damn thing up to at least three hundred miles. I think one time. That's one more important thing. The other thing is, is that ride like you're invisible. Everybody needs to know you're out there because don't become complacent, and that's when you're going to have a problem. And if you're thinking about opening up a shop, don't do it. And if you do do it, don't make it, you know, it, it, it's bigger is not necessarily better. You know, it, it, we've been through a lot of growing, growing pains. But as time goes on, it'll, it'll, it'll eventually iron out just like growing pains do. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I'm here for everybody. If you have a question, if it's not my first rodeo, if you have a question about whatever, there's a lot of knowledge and that I like to share with people. You know, and this is, we haven't even touched on a lot of stuff. You know? No, I think we have to do a part you two. Know? Oh, God. My <laughs> back, it fucking hurts. We're going to have to get some chicks in here to give a massage. Absolutely. We'll have to take out the stripper van. That's right. I like it. You know, be like in there partying and... We'll do a podcast from the stripper van. We could. I have a power inverter in there. We could. <laughs> I can see it now. Yeah. 
Actually, we'll we'll plan. We we got to do. God, that. you never know. And you're where? And you're from Van Nuys? No, Studio City. Studio City. Yeah, wherever that's at. Yeah. I don't know. Universal Studios. Universal. Oh, okay. I live across the street from Universal Studios. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. My the wife, she's a Valley girl. She grew up in uh, Granada Hills, and nice. And uh, she was in the 1984 Olympics. I always joke we're there all the time, and she was a. Uh, uh, I said she was a dancer. And, uh, oh, your, your wife is a stripper? And I go, no, she just was on the freaking. She was a dancer. The, dil, the <laughs> drill team in high school, and they yeah. had all these high schools that went to the 84 Olympics for the opening ceremony. So it sounds good. Hilarious. You that know? sounds amazing, yeah. You know, so she did that. That was the other thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I was like, yeah, she was a dancer. She was a dancer. You know, you know? And she was in the Olympics. Yeah, and she was in the Olympics. <laughs> really? <laughs> What'd yeah. you do? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Now you're <laughs> yeah. fucking busy. Yeah, right. Asshole. Hey, you yeah. know, why are you chiming in on my shit? Tim, no, thank, thank you. you so much, man. I, I, it was really, you know, I'm happy we, we rambled on, like you know, but that's me. I ramble. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, that's next what time, about. come with some co- topics. Yeah. No, next time I'll bring some <laughs> some beers. Some I don't know. Well, we'll, we got beer, shit. We got all kinds of stuff. But all right, we're gonna do part two right now. You know, we'll be back, guys. We'll be back. I don't minutes. have time for that. Get another mic. We'll get Mike chiming on here. Yeah, Mike's actually. Thank you so much for listening uh, to all the followers, subscribers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please share, share, share. Um, check out our Instagram at Ride Boundless. Make sure you um, follow us there for post updates. Uh, I'm going to have more content out for you guys, and we're going to have more exciting things that I've been working on. Um, and, and please rate, review, and if any concerns, any questions, or any suggestion for guests, reach out to me via Instagram. That's probably the best way. Once again, thank you. Ride safe, ride hard, ride boundless.